Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our little corner of the internet, and welcome back to the Taking Liberties Pro Wrestling Podcast. Seven, seven episodes. Seven, 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 seven. People know. People know. That shit ruined my career. Well, <laughs> did you get over, son? Right. Did you sell merch? No, sorry. Coming out. I don't think, that, like I don't think that's Uncle what over Bester means, Andrew. Diddling kids. I... The seven shit ruined my career. What? That's what he said. I thought it didn't stand. That's crazy. <laughs> yes, people. Seventy-seven episodes coming in hot for you this week on the Taking Liberties Processing Podcast. We want to thank you if you're joining us once again. If you're here for the first time, we are your boys, Andrew, Marquise, and Max. And uh, I'm going to show some shit, and we're going to hop straight into it, people. So first, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Follow us at TLProRestPod. we got cool tweets for you to check out there. Uh, if you want to check out our pinned tweet, it's a link to our Discord server. Again, at TLProRestPod on Twitter. If you want to hop into the Discord with the boys, you know, talk about some bullshit. It's, it's a great way to actually talk to us, if yeah. that's something that you're interested in. You yeah. know, if you're one of the listeners out there. I, I know I know some people out there in, like, Saudi Arabia and Australia, yeah, we, Japan, we have, we Germany, have... Ireland. Yeah, worldwide, baby. Yeah, we got, we, got, we got listeners everywhere. Speaking of, I did see that Saudi Arabia um, metric. metric pop up. Mm-hmm. And all I could wonder is... The Prince? I mean, it would have to be the prince because I feel like we say some shit. Like, are they allowed to listen to the, some of the shit that we say? <laughs> I don't know. Probably but not. But I digress. Thank you, uh, the Saudis and everyone else. Yeah. God, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. thank you, the Saudi people, not the government. For well, yeah, no. I, I'm never thinking a government. I'm always thinking the people. You're right. I hate government. Anarchy oh, for life. Damn right. Oh, God. You're right. Uh... Uh, give us your money mm-hmm. if you feel so inclined to financially support us at patreon.com forward slash TLPRS pod. Big, big shout out to our $10 patron, Aiden. Yes. Thank you, sir. Big thank you, of course. And if you we don't do want to give you, us your money friend. for some reason, but you want to support us even more than you already do by listening to the show, drop us a five-star review on podcast platforms, especially y'all on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Speaking of which, we're on all kinds of podcast platforms, but those so are the many. ones you're using. So many. Every single one you can think of. Apple Podcasts, we are still... Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker, yeah. Fly FM, Podbean, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Um, and some other ones. Yeah, some other ones. Reach around, we we are fucking... still asking Reach for people to, to look for us on a podcast platform that we're not on. Yeah, I would really like to see the receipts that we're not on a podcast platform. I bet. Yeah. I, I genuinely think you could find us just everywhere. We're, I mean, permeating. Yeah. I don't vanity search us very often. But when you do. But when I do. To the Dos Equis, it's <laughs> It seems to be another page of Google that gets full. Mm-hmm. Every that's time. All, that's all I'm saying. The results keep coming in. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. And we don't see those metrics. We have to vanity search in order to understand all the fucking platforms. Yeah. See, okay. So yeah. the metrics only tell us who's listening specifically on Apple and Spotify. And then yeah. Downcast. Yeah. And then everything else other. is just other. Yeah. And yeah. for some reason, we've got a Downcast contingent out there. There is a Downcast contingency. So thank you guys. It's, yeah. Thank you all out there on, on the Downcast. Yeah. We have to... Maybe I can work that one into the introduction somehow. You know, I, I workshop these things in my brain, bro. I, I got time at work. Trust me. With that being said, 
think it's time. I think so. To uh oh yeah, one more thing. By the way, the five stars. Uh, Dave Meltzer, yeah. Brian Alvarez, give us your ratings, please. Thank you. Read them out on the show. Yep. Yes. 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 If you want us to be the uh, Masawa of podcasts, <laughs> oh sure. my, Masawa has like twenty five fucking five stars or whatever. You know, if, if you want us to, be, if you want to help us become the Masawa, or here's one: if you want to make us the best pod machine. Give us the five star ratings. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to clean them up. I'm trying to, trying to, with my little broom yeah. and my aviators. Yes, and my leather jacket. Something about angels. Yeah. Something. Clip something them. about the wing clipper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the money. Oh my ah, the money clip. See, ah, the money clip. Kenny Omega don't know shit about no money clip. Uh, no, he does not. He, he left know, way he doesn't, that. he doesn't know it's like to tap out to a shitty submission. <laughs> He doesn't know about the Cobra Clutch. He doesn't know about the Cobra Clutch in the modern day wrestling. Missed out. Yeah. Nope. Sorry, pal. He's too busy writing checks for the women or something. I don't know. Uh, he wasn't. Not anymore. Or, anyway. Apparently not. So, somebody he, was booking him. We'll get back. He to was AEW booking later. them, and he should apparently still be awesome booking Kong, them. Kong. You know, somebody, somebody was goddamn booking the women at some point. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll get back to that. Yeah, it'll 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 rear its ugly ass head in our podcast once again trust me this week we watched tna impact from april 8th 2006 as always the final saturday night of impact before we move to thursdays next week yes got a big show for that one but we'll tell you about that one oh yeah real fucking slobber knocker this wasn't even uh planned but i had inadvertently accidentally Listen to the entire Broken Skull Sessions with Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, you did. Inadvertently, no, you definitely did that on purpose. Well, all right. You let it run. I told you. I listened to the Cody one. I got up to use the bathroom, and the other one happened to play. And you let it ride. I just let it run. Uh-huh. So, you know, if there's anything that may be interesting, I'll see if I can chime in with that. Yeah, see if you can just okay. drop some Jarrettisms yeah, on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is his world after all. Jesus fucking Christ. So, show starts with a very clear replay of Abyss's attempt at murdering Christian Cage. Yeah, this is what uh, it is. Felonious is... assault. Was the this, pyro... this, was, this was an attempt at murder. Well, th- yeah, yeah. for sure. Was the pyro at the start of the show, like, extra, it extra? It was fucking... Oh my... Dude. I don't, <laughs> I I don't just... even... Bro, I don't even bro, feel the need to say nothing. Like I said. It's just, no, like but I said, it felt like extra. Said, remember, we did the math. $60,000 allegedly for that Detroit show or whatever. 30000 of that went to this pyro. They <laughs> blew this fucking place up. This like, shit was crazy. There was this way like a, more this pyro was like than a usual. 20 second pyro. Last display. Saturday night, baby. Oh, man. Yeah. They, Until we move back to Saturdays in 10 years because we can't get a TV deal. This was the definition yep. of trying to go out with a bang. They wanted to blow this whole fucking arena up. It was incredible. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. There was a ridiculous amount of pyro you know to start this, this you show. You know, this episode was in the red. Like, yeah. Was, every oh, yeah. episode, yeah, every single no, broadcast, there was is red, no bro. chance of this one making any money back. There has not been a black digit in these books ever. <laughs> there won't be for. There has never once been a revenue. There won't be for another, like, Three years. Or a profit. Or two years. Yeah. yeah. Two years. Yeah, and they're going to profit point. for one year, blow it, and then fuck the product. We love Hulk, we love Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to call him that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to acknowledge the presence of these people when they come through. I'm gonna I agree. Them. I'm just going to bastardize them as they've bastardized their careers by being Eric, in TNA. Oh, true. I forgot who said this, but uh, Eric Bitchoff. 
Yeah, Rick Bitchoff <laughs> and uh, Reich Fleer. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, because that one I really disagree with. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Mitchell Follett. Sure. Yeah, none of those guys should have been uh, there. Uh, Pixie Barter? <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> well, we, well, we gotta mention her so that we can fucking properly put the series away when she takes that power bomb. Yeah, that's oh yeah, like no, the no, no, that's the series finale when they do those fucking uh, Hammerstein shows. Yeah. The deadly, the deadly bomb. Yeah, Crazy. Bro- literally broke her back. We love that shit. So incredible. Yeah, pyro, big pyro, lots of pyro. The very boom. good. Yeah, it's very good pyro. It was the best. It was, it was actually the best pyro. It was, it was very. The, it was the, I knew that pyro. It was, it was great. You know, I bought that pyro, and uh, I bought that pyro from the best American merchant. Yeah, and that's why it didn't look as good as it could have. But you know, it looked pretty damn good. It didn't look as good as it could have. Yeah, I should have bought those goddamn. He would have said Oriental. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, the Oriental. Yeah, that Oriental gunpowder just hits different. Fucking carpet. Furniture pyro. I'm trying to set up a daisy cutter in the fucking impact zone, bro. Daisy cutter. I can't wait till we get to the show. Where they have to fucking evacuate the impact center because somebody blew up or somebody threw a t-shirt in the rafters while the pyro was going off and it caught fire. Caught fire? Yeah, Yeah, wait till that one. So yeah, we get the replay and then we have our opening contest, which was apparently a rematch from last year's lockdowns main event. Don't tell you. I do. I do. I remember. I remember it. I don't. I do not. I I remember it. Well, you weren't here yet, son. But we had Abyss with James Mitchell. He was not there at the time versus AJ Styles. Uh, my first note, okay. Yeah. And then I was like, cool. So, I so guess. what I re- what I remember from this match was that this was the match where uh, AJ had become the number one contender to the world title uh, before he took it off at of Jarrett, and then they lost their TV deal. Gotcha. 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 Or, or they oh, actually okay. no, they got a TV deal. Yeah. Okay. They lost so, a TV deal. Didn't have one for a month, and then got a TV deal. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow run. This is where it began. Uh, if you'll remember, so, I'm pretty sure this was the match where uh, the door was open and AJ like leaped over oh, Abyss to yeah, the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he leaped over Abyss super hard style to the floor to win the match. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Don so West. Like, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say the first thing I really thought of when this match started was like, well, this shit's gonna go dusty, huh? Because neither of these guys can fucking lose. Oh. <laughs> That's the first yeah, thing. Yeah, you're right, of. brother. I mean, that was the correct thought because, yeah, neither of these motherfuckers are losing going into the pay per view. The yeah. fuck? Yeah. Which is just, I, I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is a cool match to have on TV, but like, AJ can't lose. No. Abyss really cannot lose. Oh, no. Lose. Abyss literally cannot lose. He has a world title match coming up. Like, yeah. So, ah, what's the fuck? Something's got to give. Uh, I thought it was nice that Don West openly acknowledged how fucked up it was that Abyss tried to kill Christian, so somebody noticed. Mm. Uh, so the match, Abyss powders out after AJ goes for his spot. You know the one. Yeah, you know the one. Fuck yeah. Yeah! Fingers! Yeah! Drop kick. You know the one. Yeah, the drop kick. Uh, Abyss gets on the apron, AJ rushes him, but gets lifted up into a press, and I swear he was gonna dump his ass on the floor. I thought he was, too. Which he didn't. I, thought, I mean, AJ... AJ would've looked like he was ready to go. Definitely would've taken that spot, so... Yo, oh yeah, he was, in 2006. He was primed and yeah. ready to fucking back bump the whole way down. Yeah, but he didn't. He just dropped him back in the ring. Beats on him. Biss keeps on him throughout the entire commercial break. We come back. Mitchell activates the detonator. 
What does AJ do? What does AJ do? So AJ runs. He does a fucking tilt roll head position. He takes him down. And he does it like two more times in a row. And then Don West is like, oh yeah, he's trying to use the uh, the speed and momentum to try and uh, fucking not, not have the uh, black hole slam, you know, done on him. He's trying to make sure he doesn't get stopped by it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for the uh, doomsday getting jabronied once, once again. again. Yeah, on TV. Yeah. AJ goes for the springboard forearm. Abyss kicks out. AJ then goes for the clash. Abyss gets him up for shock treatment, but AJ gets the bottom rope on the pin. Yeah. Pele kick, AJ goes up top. Clean Pele as well. Very clean. He was probably going to go for the uh, spiral, spiral tap here, but Mitchell tickles his taint with the cane. Yeah, he did. He like, tickled him in the fucking balls with it. And then AJ throws, AJ gets thrown off the top by Abyss to the other side of Studio 21. Yeah. Yep. Then Abyss gets the bag attacks. Mm-hmm. Suddenly Christian Cage pulls up super hard style in the garage. All I could, <laughs> all I could think is, damn, they hella pre-taped this because... Oh yeah! Christian, no Christian, way could time this right. No way they. No way could time this. I'm thinking there's no way the parking lot is that close to Gorilla because they yeah, they is. showed this. Yeah, it is. We've seen we've seen plenty of times how that the door no, to the parking no, lot no, no, is no, no, right no, there. No, 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 this is literally like split second. Like they show Christian pulling up super hard. He gets out of the door, or he gets out of the fucking car, and then, and you, and the then you hear the crowd pop. It's like yeah, this man. You know he was already just waiting in Gorilla. Like, no mm-hmm. way they timed it. He was waiting right. behind that door in the parking lot. Yeah. Not that shit locked. No they said way. nobody's... No no way they timed that right. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I said, Christian pulls up bat out of hell in the garage, storms to the ring with uh, a tire iron. Yeah. Abyss runs yep. like a bitch. And then Christian yep. gets held off by 100 security geeks while AJ's left in the, ro- left in the ring alone. And I don't, I don't know what the official decision I, of this match was. I assume well, that they no called it a no contest. Today, so. Was it a no contest? I assume that they called it a no contest, but I don't know. Fuck this. I wouldn't even book. Who? Bro. They gave me a reason why they booked this match and it was not good enough for me. It was simply a rematch from a year ago. And if anything, they book a bit yeah. so fucking bad. Which is why, like, I'm watching this build-up. And I just don't understand. I mean, were we, not, were we not actively waiting all this time after we yeah. accidentally spoiled ourselves to see where the run began? But like, and I then don't... we saw it begin with nothing? He just did yeah. all the sh- same shit he was already doing. Mm-hmm. And now he's just supposed to be a champion, I guess? I, I don't know. This shit I mean, sucks. This is also just my big problem with whenever they big whenever they big whenever they book a big like monster heel even though technically he's already lost like two feuds in the year that we've seen him in two big feuds yeah yeah and then like i don't know why does abyss want the title because james mitchell does yeah i guess that's that's always been my question is what does what does abyss gain like by being champion so if if it I'll just say this before you go, Marquise. Yeah, yeah. If they simply were like, Abyss is con- is being controlled by James Mitchell. James Mitchell wants the money from yeah, getting the checks. world title. Then cool, but you have to show me that because right now it just seems like James Mitchell is, is guiding. Just- a, is just guiding Abyss towards his own towards his goal. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Which that- is fine, but like it, just, it also but just Abyss, seems like well, that has- issue. The issue is that Abyss doesn't talk and he shouldn't talk, so he yeah. can't. Ex- he can't express. In words, 
that he wants the NWA title. And I mean, it also doesn't help that every single attempt he's made up to this point to rec- to gain that title has failed. So I have no. So going into this match, I really have no reason to believe why why Abyss will be beating Christian, but including the fact, and this is why I said he gets booked like shit. Aside from all the mm-hmm. other examples, but Abyss getting ran off by Christian with a tire iron is so bad. Yeah, yeah, like, it makes him look like a pussy. Because in my mind, in my mind, if I'm booking Abyss, Abyss is the type of motherfucker to see the tire iron and get hard. Get ex- yeah, he gets excited. Get hard. He wants. He wants Christian to hit him with that fucking thing. Yeah, he wants it because he's a sick fuck. So yeah. So why do you run? Why do you run away? Because did we not establish like? eight, six months ago, that the only thing Abyss is afraid of is barbed wire, and then he got over yeah. that fear, so why would he be yeah. afraid of a tire iron? Don't and he's know. big as shit. So if, <clears throat> All right. if I'm Abyss and Christian swings at me, I'm just going to catch it. All right, so two things that I, that I want to tackle real quick. One, I shouldn't have to do this, but my head cannon was always, yeah, uh, it's a... It's James Mitchell that is controlling Abyss. It's James Mitchell that is pretty much guiding Abyss to, I mean, you know, if, if James Mitchell is the manager and Abyss has the belt, James Mitchell gets more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but up, but right? I also looked at it, I mean, because Abyss can't communicate, obviously James Mitchell is manipulating Abyss. That's the most obvious story. Obviously, it's clear. But, like, yeah, he's that's also, fair. like, you know, the, the surrogate for Abyss. Since Abyss can't speak, we can only imagine that all his screams mean that he wants destruction and he wants accolades and he, he you know he wants destruction and accolades and he wants more money you think you'd think a, a man who you know we 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 i don't think we've gotten to this yet but we you, we think a man who we learn has spent time in prison would probably want a good life for himself Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, money brings a good life most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, yeah, I have no fucking idea why he ran away from a tire iron, especially when he brought out tax. That he had he had the bag of tax in his hand when this motherfucker came out. Sense. I just dumped the bag on his head and said, what's yeah. up? Yeah, I mean, obviously tax would be way more painful than Dude, a tire iron. So If I'm abyss, I'm just throwing the tax at his head. And hoping I blind Bro, him. literally, I'm throwing the, I'm, I'm, I'm unleashing I'm the bag using, on his head. I'm using the tax as pocket sand, brother. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Face. Yeah, why was Abyss pussy? Because I Abyss don't know. Always pussy. If I'm booking Abyss, he is the antithesis of pussy. He is cock. It's crazy. <laughs> True. He is, he is cock. cock, dick, ballin. It's crazy that, that. Wow, that's a classic. Yeah, that, that, wow. that, that's a throwback. Woo! Stick that one, that on sorry, that one got too. me. That, that, that felt good. Yeah, stick that on my phone. It's crazy that, um, you know, Abyss is the monster that's willing to go to this motherfucker's house and assault him in and broad murder, daylight. And murder him. Attempted murder in broad daylight and got stabbed by invasion. a tire iron. Yep. Like, yep. where? Where's the line? Yeah, where's the line here? On God. I don't know. I mean, and like, you could make you could say that like, oh, I mean, he's only a monster when he has the upper hand, but like, no, that's obviously not true. Because he, he's he's definitely he's a, faced his fear with the barbed wire, and he's fucking destroyed Sabu. Yeah, he he murdered Sabu. Got maimed with that nasty ass scar on his arm permanently. So like, Plus, he tore his pants. 
Plus, he tore his yep. pants. Like crazy. The green ones, too. I was heartbroken. Yeah. He also so... took a quote unquote dive bump from Rhino off the fucking gore that was not a gore. Yeah, that. And he black hole slammed Rhino into the fucking. <laughs> yeah. Belly to belly yeah. slammed yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he did a belly to belly into the, the fucking, fucking sheet metal. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. where. where... Point what, is. What is this character? I don't understand him. Point is that Abyss's character is being assassinated every single time he runs away from a fight. Oh man! And we, oh my we, God! We, you we know what I just Judas Macias, yeah. oh, This is oh, my God, be your character assassination. This is probably like so obvious. He's just Michael Myers if you listen to to Doctor Loomis. <laughs> yeah, that's un- all Abyss is. Yeah, man, it's just it's just really sad. <laughs> the, the state yeah. the, the state of Abyss is so poor. I, what's, I also... what's worse? What's worse is that after after I'm just gonna move on a little bit here, but um, mm-hmm. after after Christian runs Abyss off and he you know handles a bunch of geeks, he gets a microphone and tells Abyss, "Look, pal, you know you." Uh, he said basically, "Um, you tried to kill me. Well, I'm prepared to die or whatever." Yeah, so, he so, said. So I wrote in my notes because I'm wrote, prepared. To die. I wrote here in my notes that they did the attempted murder angle just so Christian could say that line. Christian just Christian, showed up to Gorilla yeah, and he's like, I want to tell him my ready to die for that. Up, he I showed up to the taping. Me. He showed up to this taping and he said, I got a killer line. I got a killer line. I got to get off. And then he said, how do I, how do I make this make sense? And they said, all right, how about we have Abyss attempt to fucking kill you in your own oh house? Oh my fucking God. Like, that's bet. hilarious. Plot that's twist. That's so funny. I, I can genuinely see it too. Plot twist. Christian, the character is just suicidal. <laughs> Damn, he needs to wrestle Sabu. Maybe. Then he can really suicidal. die. Suicidal. Genocidal. Yeah, whatever. You see, they both wrestled John Cena for the WWE title at some point. True. Yeah. I got a common True. True. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. So, oh, Christian God. cut that promo. And then we cut to uh, brother and brother. Brother and brother backstage with JB, Jeremy Borash. And I'm just going to play this out for you because I, I, I refuse to say the things that that bully said in this. Bully. This, brother, this brother, shit is brother crazy. bully said in this he in was this definitely promo. a bully in this fucking promo yeah with his black label society shirt and his fucking <laughs> Which shitty is so and, his, crazy. and his shitty little oakland sunglasses look at look yeah, at Devon. A... y'all can't see this but Devon's iced out of his fucking mind right now he's got the, oh my pain, God. the earrings Ring, he's got he's got a bracelet and, and a watch. watch and his wedding band my man's uncontrollable so and he's Fucking busting out of that schmedium shirt too. Yeah, so give this <laughs> give this shit a listen. That is huge news at lockdown. It will indeed be Christian Cage defending the world heavyweight championship against the monster abyss, and lockdown just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We've just learned here backstage the two of you, Team 3D, will indeed step into battle at lockdown against Team Canada in an anthem match. Unbelievable. Huh? Oh, unbelievable. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, remember when this was supposed to end last month? Have you not seen what's been going on for the past couple of weeks? Are you a red-blooded American? <laughs> you drink beer? Drink beer? Yeah, Occasionally. Seem like you'd be better off with a white wine spritzer with one of those little purple umbrellas in it. Oh, ha, ha, homophobia. A lot more than the five of you to leave us dead and buried. And speaking of dead and buried, don't ever put a Canadian flag over us again. 
Oh my <laughs> fucking god. Your stinking colors on my skin. The red and white. The red and white. Just no blue. The two thirds what we got. Underneath the colors of a country that actually means something in this world. What? Country and you're a bunch of pansies and you're lucky we even let you survive on a day to day basis. And speaking of surviving, Team survive. Canada, I guarantee to you that in six sides of steel, you will not survive. I guarantee you that we capture our flag and we stand out there in that it's arena. It's a fucking flag match in a cage, bro. To the rafters. We put our hands over our hearts, sing the national anthem, and vow that we pledge allegiance to the <laughs> that flag is not of the, the United States anthem. of America. No, but he's stupid, so he doesn't know the words to the national anthem. One tag team, under God, indestructible, indestructible. six sides of steel, Raw. and tables for all. Oh. oh, hold on now. All right, so he says all that. Yep. You know. Yep. Let's let's unpack yep. that first before I get Devon's reaction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His reaction. <laughs> yeah. So oh. as you heard, my man. Hates. Oh my! Wow. I thought I hated the Canadians. This guy is just full on xenophobic. It's, it's not even. It's vitriolic. Not even, I feel like it goes beyond just hating Canadians. It's straight up. If you're not American, I fucking fuck hate you. you. Yeah. All right. So yeah, he said all that, and then and then Devon said. Oh my brother, testify. Still the mean face, which is still insane. to come. I mean, I take that as a, a seal of approval by one Devon. One big wax stamp right on yeah. there, baby. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah, dude. And uh, yeah, we'll see Sting later. That's great. Anyway, it's finally time for the arm wrestling match between oh, Conan and oh, Bullet geez. Bob Armstrong. Don West absolutely came when he got a look at the visage that is the bullet. All right. Man, he, yeah. He was like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Bomb, former bodybuilder, former Marine. Look at this physique. Oh, my God. He says, he His says. His was all flab. What physique? So th this is where I got personally pissed off. My father is 68 years old. He's an old man. He's old my man. father at 68, who's never wrestled in his entire life, but worked in the carpentry industry for 40 years. Taxing. Looks way fucking better at sixty eight than Bullet Bomb. At, bullet Bullet Bomb. Jesus. Bullet, bullet Bomb. Bomb yeah, looks he wishes. Good. Yeah, he wishes. But yeah, way better than Bullet Bob looks here at sixty six with his big ass gut, flabby arms. Looks like he could fly like a fucking pterodactyl. And he's just wearing. A, he's wearing a fucking tank top. Coming out to the ring, looks like he's gonna fucking fall over. And I'm supposed to believe that this guy's gonna be Conan. In a fucking arm wrestling match? Oh I've my god. I've seen Conan's arms. They're huge. You know, They're spe humongous. speaking of Bullet Bomb, you know, speaking about the fact that Bullet Bob's a war veteran, I'm just thinking about him and, and Nam just fucking napalming all kinds of villages full of women and children. How to fucking laugh, listening to the Rolling oh, yeah. Stones in his oh, helicopter, yeah. listening to the screams of fucking regular ass people who had nothing to do with the conflict that we had nothing to do with. By the way, fuck everybody who did all that shit. And yep. uh, I hate war. Anyways, yep. um, so <laughs> Homicide gets thrown out before the arm wrestling match begins. And thus Which the James Gang gets kicked incredibly stupid. Out too. 
Well, yeah, because uh, Homicide was holding the, the slapjack. He's like, oh, 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 Yeah, I don't know why he was holding it. He could have, like, put it in his pocket or something. Could have had it on him. Yeah. Like, a, you know, intelligent gangster would, you know, street right. smarts. Right, right. So, yeah, everybody gets thrown out except for the two big homies. Mm-hmm. They finally get down to it after uh, Conan puts a whole bunch of mind games and dicks around. You know, every time they go for the grip, he pulls out. Yeah. You know, so, it so also, I, in. I will say, if I'm Bullet Bob, I would have told him to, to take the glove off. I don't know why he didn't just fucking take the glove he off. Didn't he didn't want to just... touch him. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> you know, that's him. fair. Phil? That's fair. That yeah, fair. So, so if I get down to it, arms locked. Rudy Charles tells him to go. And they're pushing. No, they're pushing. And, uh, and Conan Bob is super losing. He's super losing, but he's got a calm face. You know, yeah. he's, he's he's steadfast in the belief he's going to win this one. Yeah. So so Conan's got him way down, and he's talking his shit tone. Old man, you know you're finished, bro. You're cooked. Oh, also, keep in mind, unless I've got my things mixed up, there was like glass on the fucking table. Yeah, there was glass. I didn't sides. remember that, but if, yeah. if so, that's there crazy. There is definitely something on those pads. There was glass on the, each side of the pads where their hands would have landed. Gotta get him cut. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got him down, and the bullet makes a big comeback. Big, strong military arms. On his worker face. And then out of nowhere, boom, from behind the slapjack, takes out Bullet Bob, and we see, oh my. We see some big fucker that we... We, as the audience, I mean, you know, we as the Taking Liberties pod know. Oh, yeah. We yeah, as the all audience cats, have no idea who this guy is. And then all of a sudden, commentary just says, It's Hernandez! Who? Who? What? <laughs> who? <laughs> Sorry, pal. All I know is Supermax. Damn right. Damn right. If I could do the whistle, I would. Something. Not bad. Not Not bad. bad. But yeah, su- fucking Supermax comes in, Big Hernandez, yeah. slapjacks Bullet Bob from behind before he can win the arm wrestling match. Uh, and then everyone fucking, s- everyone scrambles one of the James gang come run- running back to save old man. Yeah. That was a segment. Hernandez is here. LAX. Finally. It's finally, finally. for Literally every time I saw God. any sort of LAX segment, all I can think of, where's, when, where's Supermax? When are they going to fucking Where's the border completed? toss? When is this fucking trio gonna finally be complete? Forever, we finally got there. Now all we have to do is finish this shitty ass storyline, mm-hmm. and we can yeah. finally, hopefully, finally start leaving dudes out in the middle of fucking Tijuana. Yeah. Yep. For real this time. For real. Let's hope. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy Borash mm-hmm. is backstage with Larry Zabisco. Where he announces that the exhibition championship will be defended at lockdown against one of New Japan's own yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Let's fucking wow, go. Wow, he's coming back. Let's go. That's awesome. Uh, whether that be Chris Daniels or Samoa Joe, but we'll find out next week on Impact, the first episode yes. of Thursday nights. Uh, Chris Daniels will defend the title against Samoa Joe one on one in a straight up match. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's. Hmm. Okay. That's definitely gonna be a clean finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. Slick Johnson comes in and talks shit about Rudy Charles. Like, did you see the way he handled that arm wrestling contest, bro? See, if I were there, none of that shit would have fucking happened. And uh, yep. Larry tells him, "Fuck off, pal. Rudy Charles is our senior official. He knows what he's doing." And uh, Slick's like, "All right, but all I'm saying is I don't know if the the new member of TNA management's gonna agree with you." 
And Liz like, what new member of TNA management? And all I could think was, yet another fucking faction within the, the structure to well, just fuck everything up. I had that thought as well, but also, why would Larry not know? That was also my thought. Why does Larry yeah, not, why true. does why does Slick Johnson know about the the structure of of power in this company like, as, more as so far, than as the, far the head of the championship committee? As far as we we're concerned, Larry Zabisco is like right under the as far as the chain of command of, of yeah, he'd be like right under the board of directors. Yeah, yeah. He, like yeah. the only people he'd report to is them. Yeah, so I don't understand how the fuck Mark Slick Dick Johnson understands what the hell is going on over here. Yeah. He's bald. So yeah, uh, he, he yeah. His fucking dome's like a satellite, bro. So he's yeah. he's taking an incoming signals from all over Tennessee. True. Shots out. Damn right. So then we get the diamonds in the rough coming down to the ring for a tag match. Their opponents, Shark Boy and Norman Smiley, but before the bell rings, fucking siren plays. Yeah. Here comes oh, Scott God. Steiner into the yeah. contingent. Of Planet Jarrett, oh. AMW to just fucking murder everybody. And for, for some reason, as what I mentioned specifically, for some reason, Scott Steiner had it fucking out yeah. for Norman Smiley. Yeah, he specifically he isolated and killed him. He isolated and demolished this man. Yeah, because Norman Smiley was a catch wrestler. He was like, damn, this guy could actually probably maybe do something to me. Got to take him out first. Gotta kill and him. That he did. That he did. Definitely fucking killed him. He focused on him. Yeah. Specifically. Thank God. So, uh, once again, Jeff Jarrett, you know, he hopped on commentary, kept calling Scott Oh, yeah, he's fucking jabronis he getting kept, their ass beat by a big hunk of man. He kept calling him Big Papa. But also, yep. Daddy. it literally just sounded like Jeff Jarrett woke up. Like, mm. it sounded like he just, <laughs> somebody just woke him up from a yeah, nap. Yeah, someone picked him up off the fucking That's bench in the locker room. Right. just woke him up from a nap. And he went on commentary, he's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, Big Papa. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? Damn. Yeah, he sounded (laughs) very tired. He did not uh, talk to Monty Brown about getting that that, that line yet, you know? But to me, once again, Scott Steiner, Scott Steiner normally feels like a personal issue. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so I mean, he, he some, did something in WCW. WCW he, yeah, yeah, he said, hold on now, you piece of trash. Yeah, you tried to wiggle me? Yeah, you know uh, you know what they say. Energy never truly goes away. No, it just goes somewhere else. Yeah. Came yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because what cycle. he... It's like a Scott's fucking belly cycle. to belly. Throws him out, yeah, then he puts him in the Steiner recliner. Like, Jesus Christ. He fucking killed him. Bro, he did a belly to belly. He did like a like a... Single leg overhead, oh, yeah, toss fucking killed him. Just oh, and then he got his ass. Then he took Norman Smiley and he draped his fucking corpse over the uh, the guardrail, like specifically just his head, just his head and his arm, head and shoulder, head and shoulder, just his shoulder to prop him there and his head to take the blow. Gets a fucking steel chair and breaks it on him, like broke the entire top part of the chair off on the barricade on the other side of this chair shot. Gross, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what was up with Scott Steiner, and I mean, I recorded it. Scott also looks ridiculous. He looks insane, like, dude. Scott, his I, this has got to be the piece, right? He hasn't it's... drank water in like months. <laughs> he drinks. He drinks some of the most fucking sodium-packed Gatorades he, he can find. I I am convinced that he drinks like you know two caps of water a day from a water bottle. Two, two caps. Caps. Two, two caps a day. Caps. 
with pre-workout. From, from the, from the arrowhead ones the with like the, the mini cap. Of course. Oh, he's dry. Oh, he, 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 he wasn't fucking dry. Whatever the fuck. Dry scooping? Dry scoop. Okay. Yeah. He dry scoops pre-workout, then chases it with a bottle cap. One bottle cap. Yeah, he takes pre-workout and post-workout, and he dry. Yeah, yeah. Absolute monster. This man is about to fucking jump out of his skin. He looks disgusting. His muscles are barely being contained within that that big organ known as his epidermis. Yeah. Epidermis. So then we get into the final qualifying match for the World X Cup. Oh, God. Where we have Alex Shelley versus Roderick Strong versus Chase Stevens. Yeah. I skipped this match the second the this song is, uh, hit. I'll be completely a honest with Team you. Team America qualifier, I think, or yes. something like that. They definitely said something about Team USA. <laughs> which I don't understand why the Team USA is the World X Cup, but I know there's like some other third thing. I don't know. We already had that, though. I, I, the, I, the international X shootout oh, yeah. already happened. True. Yeah, we did that one. All right, so now it's just the X Cup. Yeah, Team yeah. America for life. Also, what's Sanjay Dutt doing in Team America? Got with his last name? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, know I, said that. I don't know. So, the... for some reason, uh, all right, the commentary is really trying to fucking slobber the cock of Chase Stevens in this match. Yeah, he said, oh, this, yeah. this, this natural, Whatever. this creator wrestler. Like, they're just straight up lying to me. Like, all right, what? So... Okay. If this is the end of the naturals, then absolutely fucking it's thank it's you. Definitely, it's definitely not, trust me. It's only because Andy Douglas went out with a... Because they fucking... A kayfabe about, injured. Yeah, they kayfabe injured him with that fucking beating he took. Oh, God, I forgot about that. God yeah, he got damn his, it. Yeah, he got his ass pounded at fucking uh, a pay-per-view, Destination X. Oh, also, that speaking of ass poundings, quick reversal. Norman Smiley got fucking stretcher boarded out. And he was stretcher boarded out by security dudes. Yeah, not even medics. I was thinking, why the fuck is are there security dudes stretching him out? Anyway. They don't have a medical team in TNA, bro. Definitely you not. know that. Definitely not. No. Anyway. So they commentary in this match just straight up lied to me when they said, Yeah, you know, with the with the contestants on uh Team USA, you know, if we were to look at the, the competitors in this match, you know, Roderick Strong, Alex Shelley. And Chase Stevens, you know, I, I think that Chase Stevens would have the best chemistry with uh, the, 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 the competitors on the Team USA team, which are Sanjay Dutt, uh-huh. Chris Sabin, uh-huh. and who else was it? Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal. Yeah. They're saying yeah, that young upstart. They're saying Chase Stevens, a 20 year old Jay Lethal, would have the best chemistry. And all I can literally think is he would have the absolute worst chemistry of the three people in this match with those other three people. Okay, but you see why he said that, though, is because he's a baby face. Okay, but I mean, there's... All right, you can put over your baby faces, right? Right? But don't lie to me to, to do that. You're ta Okay, can we... Bro, this is TNA wrestling we're talking about. This is a commentary team that routinely lies to us because they yep. work for a company... That routinely lies to us. Yeah. Correct. Uh, but yeah, uh, in my notes here, okay. we have to quit this shit. I can't handle another X spot fest. Alex yeah. Shelley's pants suck. That's what I wrote. Yes. Uh, then Tanae announced that Bullet Bob and Conan are going to have a, an arm wrestling rematch at Lockdown inside, inside Six Sides. Inside the fucking They're going to have a fucking arm wrestling match in a steel cage. And if that isn't peak pro wrestling carny bullshit, I don't know what is. Except for maybe a flag match inside of a cage. Only yep. TNA. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, 
I'll do the quick rundown of this match. Go for it. I only wrote down the finish because I did not. I, care. I I skipped it. I could not watch. Did not Chase care. Stevens. So basically, the the match boiled down because Chase Stevens is the one that they're trying to put over. The match boiled down to uh, Alex Shelley and Roderick Strong just teaming up on him the whole time. They teamed up on him the whole time. They went for separate pins on him. Uh, there was no moment where either one of them broke up the other pin. And they just kept getting mad about it. They just kept getting mad about it mm -hmm. until there was one moment. Uh, you know, there was a nasty backbreaker by Roderick Strong. That's apropos. Uh, Chase Stevens botched some shit. That's apropos. Alex Shelley did some of everything. That's apropos. Uh, you know, ex-wrestle shit. Uh <laughs> it's specifically what I said I don't want. And then, um, yeah, the, the finish came... When Roddy went for the stronghold, Alex Shelley fucking did like a integuri, I think, and then he did the slice bread number two, which, which Mike Tanay called incorrectly, but he did call it. He said the the Shiranu, I think. Yeah, but he tried. He tried. Well, he still says Orient, so you know he only has. Yeah. He can only he can only mm -hmm. try so hard. Yeah. But yeah, he hit slice bread number two on Roddy Strong to be the final participant. For Team USA in the World X Cup, alongside Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Chris Sabin. Yeah. Shouts out to Motor City. Mm-hmm. So then we get Sting in the Impact Zone for the first time in fucking forever on Spike TV. And then I checked the fucking time, and, and there was, was so much time. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what are we going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Sting mm -hmm. cuts a very long, very energetic promo. Very, very and by the, like, okay. crazy. Sting seemed happy to be there. It was crazy. That was true. The thing I fucking noticed and I felt awful for the people in the crowd was they just kept flashing his lights. Dude. Yeah, they would not. Dude, yeah, his, his entrance lights would go they, the whole problem. There needed I to be a seizure a warning. Mental, I, I literally made a mental note that I was like, wow, this is the most like seizure inducing promo. Yeah. Ever seen because ever. when the when entire Sting walks time, out, it's just black and white flashing lights. Yeah, and it, yep. it's it. And when he's cutting its promo, it's spotlight on him while the, but lights, the are lights are still strobing in the background. So it's exactly, the background. What, would, so it's exactly what would cause a seizure. And they're cutting yeah. to the crowd, so there are you know it's literally the most seizure-inducing shit. Where it's you know they'll have Sting you know as the main with all the fucking strobe lights in the background and they'll cut to somebody in the crowd or they'll cut to a crowd sign and it's hard strobe lights right in your face yeah it's the worst shit ever speaking of crowd signs i i, oh, I noted God, one i know what you're talking notes. about yeah, i don't even need to look i know what you're talking a, about there's a sign in the crowd that read jeffrey jarrett versus steve borden now i wouldn't mention this because you know jeffrey jarrett whatever but this person who wrote the sign spelt jeffrey with an extra e between the r and y and I simply had to say something about it because that's just wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's J E double F E R E Y J A double R E double T. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. So they, yeah, they, they, they specifically pointed out the sign. I don't know why. Uh, Sting says we're gonna we're gonna take the match beyond, beyond. Yeah. So Sting brought war games with him to TNA. Not Dusty, not Jarrett. Sting. Yeah. Sting. He literally just said, all right, we're going to have this shit at lockdown in a cage, and then we're going to put a roof on the cage. No escape. No escape. He didn't say war games, but yeah, my first thought was, okay, so it's war games. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he said the match beyond. Yeah, that's War Games. Yeah. So yeah, so in a in a ton of words, Sting challenges Jeff Jarrett to a one on one match next week on Impact. Yeah. So yep. and I mean I he dan you talking about dancing around the bush or oh, whatever, yeah. bro? He was oh, yeah. fucking hitting the gritty around that shit. Oh, he was yeah. in the Fortnite emotes. <laughs> he was going crazy. He was playing with Goku. He said, "Damn." By the way, match impact. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. He could have spent. Woo! I don't know, maybe fifteen seconds to say, "Yeah, I want to challenge you to the match beyond." Put a fucking lid on the steel cage at lockdown. But next week, I want your ass. On Spike. On Spike TV. Boom. And he stretched that out for like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah and he, he, stretched, guys... he stretched out a 30 second promo into 15 minutes. Like only Sting. Only Steve Borden could. So the only real note that I have thinking about it from the uh, the Jeff Jarrett Broken Skull sessions uh, was the fact that he said uh, his. So Austin asked him, you know, why did he step away from an executive position? And he said that uh, there was just basically a conflict between the vision, what he wanted, and what Dixie and Bob wanted, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, basically, they wanted to be number two, and he wanted to be the alternative. And, you know, he said, you know, maybe that sounds a bit weird or whatever. But he said he was content. No, I I, under, I completely yeah, understand you know, what he's getting. He at. was content with yeah. You know, you know, you bring in those big stars like your Angle, like your Sting, like Christian Cage. But he was like, yeah, we wanted to use Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles, the guys that we had, the guys that we had, our homegrown talent, and, and then the make Bonner them guys. the stars of tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, you know, Bob and Dixie, they or wanted they wanted to get to the promised land a bit faster, so they wanted. Uh, they wanted Hogan and Bischoff and all these other dudes. And he basically said, you know, I wanted TNA and they wanted Impact Wrestling. See, here's the issue, right? Crazy. Dixie and Bob Carter had absolutely no fucking business running a wrestling company. Nope. Well, that's the thing. Not at all. That's literally the thing, right? So Bob Carter did not want Dixie involved with his ventures. Mm-hmm. He did not. And he knew she was a mark. So he bought her a little toy to play with. Yeah, until she buried it into the fucking ground. Yeah, and spent his money. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And that's why TNA is the way it is. And will be. Yep. Forever. So, yep. Like I said, next week on the Thursday night debut of TNA on Spike TV. By the way, they mentioned, they mentioned Spike TV constantly. Yeah. Uh, so then Jarrett, Steiner, and AMW come down to the ring to attack Sting. But they dip before they even enter when a crowd of baby faces come storming to, to uh, come to the fence of old man Steve. So I had a thought about this. You know, it's very, it's very easy. It's what I was thinking about uh, last week when the fucking bullies of Team 3D just attacked Team Canada while they were doing their national anthem. It's very easy. There's a very, very thin line between like, you know, evening the odds and going overboard and boying yeah doing too much yeah so you know it'd be one thing if three x dudes came out you know aj Styles. oh no it was a crowd aj styles jay lethal and like it was Sanjay the locker Dutton room or whatever. yeah it was like it'd the be, whole baby cool. locker room yeah it'd out. be cool if that happened but no it's literally like a, like a 
ten on one. Well, yeah, because it was it was AJ Rhino, a whole bunch of ex dudes. Yeah, Truth was out there. Truth. Yeah, like it's like a ten on. It's like ten versus four. Yeah, like this is not. You know, like I said, there's there's even evening the odds, and then there's just like this is. Well, it's, it's gang warfare, bro. It's, it's a beatdown. It's crazy to me too because Planet Jarrett is like ten people. Yeah, but they didn't but have they, all but ten. But they only people. brought so, out four of them. Yeah. When when I was clicking off the episode, I saw the brief descriptor at the bottom, which never fucking read those. They spoil the whole episode because duh. Yeah. Uh, the, the the last line said. And Sting reveals his army! Exclamation point. Oh my god! So the yeah, Sting army. Didn't even. Yeah, this is the Stinger oh, army. It's the Stinger marks. <laughs> the little Stinger <laughs> marks. Yeah, you get right. See, we're finally coming full circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy too because, like, I mean, we said back then Jarrett's right, and now I mean, we still, you know, yeah. it was true. Jarrett was right, he's still but, wrong. but yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess just the crazy thing to me is like. I'm all for shitting on Jeff Jarrett, but like, in what world other than his world? My world. Does he win yeah. this? You know, you know what? Really, the most fucked up thing is knowing what? that Abyss is about to win the strap. Yeah. That like the further that Jeff Jarrett gets away from the belt, the more right he becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I almost want him to win the belt again. Terrible. Just so, just so he this can is, fucking suck. This is some real fucking like Freudian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the further the belt gets away from him, the more screwed he is getting constantly. And he's still the heel. Yeah. And I still hate because him. Because he's so unlikable. Yeah. You can never, you could literally never sell Jeff Jarrett to me as a baby face. I, no, again, impossible. That motherfucker never, is way too hateable. Never. I, I understand, like, you know, I'm a I'm a bigger fan of heels than anything. No, this product. guy's no, this guy's just a, a heel like, that you hate. Well, no, 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 but like that's that's what I'm saying. I can never cheer for him. I hate him. I really do. Like he yeah, definitely I mean, he does is, his job well. He is, but he's great, an awful person. Classic, like just Tennessee dick heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just hate his decisions that he makes. They they suck. Yeah, he well, yeah, well, he's clearly not the greatest booker ever, but that's a whole different set of problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was uh oh yeah, there was also the the end of show music video. Those are always weird. Yeah, I, sk- I skipped, skipped it. it. I skipped yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. I started doing that. I don't like that. Bad way to end a show, my because, You know what my issue is that every time they do it, they focus so heavily on the fucking LAX. Yeah, game, I don't know what that's thing. about. Every time. Every time. And this angle has been if you want to talk about this, this fucking the three live crew evolution into this battle between the James gang and LAX, this angle has been well going already. on well since already. last year's lockdown when fucking Kip James came out as the special. When I thought it was going to be Scott Hall, and it was actually Kip James who came out for that match against the three live crew. Yeah, I'm st- I'm still upset about that because I really thought it was me Scott Hall. This shit sucks, dude. Yeah, so that was that was uh, TNA Impact from April eighth, two thousand six. Yeah, that was a yep. show. Uh, I mean they they're building this next episode like crazy, so I'm hoping they'll at least give me an effort. It will probably be. It'll probably be an alright episode. Yeah, you know, like, grading on grading on the curve. It'll probably be a good episode, and then 
it'll be disappointing from there on out. So yeah, I, I honestly hope that next week's episode is bad. So that I don't have to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Keep expectations low. Got it. What do you think, Max? Uh, I like that they're attempting to do something. Um, I wouldn't say I'm excited. I can't be excited. So, yeah, TNA. Whatever. I I don't know. Like for this episode specifically, I will give this episode. What uh, What do I usually give these? Like a four out of ten, maybe a little lower than that. I don't know. Like he's they're they're trying. Yeah, I'll say I get two. Yeah, I, I I would give a four out of ten. So equal yeah. round. Yeah. I'll just be honest and say, as much as like I know the X Division stuff is fun, I'm getting real tired. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm watching the same thing every week. Yes, I am getting bored. That's I the need issue. new people. The I need. Is getting boring. Well, the thing I need is, new. X-Division I need new people, and I need storylines. The people, yeah, that they don't too. need new people. They don't have any fucking stories. The only story in the entire exhibition is AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels. And now AJ Styles yeah. has been removed from the equation. There's no yeah. other story. Yeah, and Samoa Joe was supposed to be removed from the equation. The, but, uh, we're, we're backstepping. The X Cup isn't a story. It's a match. Yeah, it's... Yeah, there's, 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 what, there's no what actual do you get, here. Yeah. What do you get for winning the X Cup? Why, why do you... At- Racial supremacy. I guess Jesus so. fucking Christ. Like, DNA yeah. pushes the narrative, bro. And like, you know, I I have always sung the praises of firm believer of sure, you know, good wrestle shit. I am a wrestler above like character story kind of guy. But like, damn, you gotta do something. Like you can't just go out and wrestle and not do anything else. Like, why are you here? You can, you can do that anywhere. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, okay, you can do wrestle shit on an indie show. This is TV wrestling. Yeah, so, like, why you are you You need to have here? a television show here. Yeah. Like, why are you oh. here? Yeah. What, what's the Hold draw? On. You want to talk about TV wrestling? Oh, we're about to talk about TV wrestling. Let me tell you something, brother. Yeah, yeah, we got we got to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah God, there's so much the difference between TV wrestling and the live house shows. Uh, so, yeah. Just a clothesline. Oh, it, took. it is good. now time for the main event yep. of the 77th episode of the Taking Loose Processing Podcast, where this week Marquise chose for us to review Steve Austin's The Broken Skull Sessions with right. Cody Rhodes. So I want to I want to say a little something about this episode. Um, you could call okay. it favoritism. You could call it uh, it's bias. Uh, you could call it bias. It's definitely bias. Not even for the reason you think. You could call it favoritism, you could call it bias, you could call it uh, paying us. But I remember having a conversation a couple months ago with the homie Noah. Uh, probably one of my oldest friends in life that I still have as of this moment. Uh, we, you know, we were talking about the pod, talking about wrestling, talking about all that bullshit. Biz, brother. And, you know, he told me, you know, he, it, was, it was a passing by comment, but he was like, you know... One of my uh, one of my favorite episodes that you guys do are the uh, Broken Skull gimmicks. Yeah. So you know, I, I festered on that, thought about it, you know, I let it marinate for a little bit, and you know, when he happened to uh, convey that thought, he was paying us at the time. True. Yeah. So got a little full. It, it festered a little I longer. Have, I have yeah, a little festered a little longer. Um. So, yeah, this is uh, spiritually for the homie Noah. Spiritually. A uh, a requested review. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Only in spirit, though. 
Yeah, no commitments to nothing. Because yeah. because we we don't make promises no, we, we don't intend to keep. No, exactly. <laughs> nope. You're damn right. Damn right. So the show opens and immediately Cody and Austin just feel this incessant need to flex the ice they got right now. Oh yeah. They said, look at the watch I got, bro. This is a Rolex. Oh, feeling icy, baby. Yeah, which leads Cody into a story about uh you know, his father, Dusty, telling him that he, he shouldn't be wearing a Rolex until he's won the world title. And uh sounds like some real mark shit. Yeah, and, and Cody said, Oh yeah, well, you know, my father's dead now, but if you were still here, I'm sure he would have seen the Rolex said, Oh, that's very nice, son. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. That's for, no, that's just for true. Yeah, it's exactly what it said. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh they start talking about drinks. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, God, I mean Okay, so I'm I'm sorry. When Cody pulls out the goddamn I have that picture <laughs> the, the of the nightmare family bottle, so, brother. So yeah, well, so, yeah. so first he tries Steve's uh, IPA. IPA. Mm-hmm. IPA. Oh, I'm an IPA guy. Yeah, he said he never tried it before. Yeah, oh. he said it was good. And then they got he all, just he did, did alcohol. lip bite and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, uh, yeah, he did the lip bite. He's like, uh, yeah, you. And then Steve asked him, "You're a bourbon guy?" He's like, "Yeah, I uh, fucking like drinking." Yeah. Like, yeah. Drinking. He he basically said, "Yes, I am an alcoholic, Steve. Me too." Yeah, and then he's, you know, Cody went on to say, and he's got a pilot that he recorded called American Spirits where he's going to go around drink and get, for a living, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he's going to some show bourbons. Yeah, taste some bourbons with some two dudes who actually know what the fuck yeah, they're talking he's, about. Yeah, he's shopping that one around on the network, so I'm sure it's yeah. going to land on CMT. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> They'll yeah. probably land on the History Channel. If he's he's off, true. He brought out his own fucking line of yeah the beer. nightmare family yeah, uh the, wines the he had the rosé the the whoa baby yeah the whoa baby yeah rosé but uh, let me tell you baby. yeah cody was like i never thought i'd hand a rosé to stone cold steve <laughs> austin but here i am he said he thought it he said he thought steve would think it would be a rib and <laughs> yeah, I, thought like, I don't want you to think this is a rib brother yeah so but let me know. tell you when he brings out the american nightmare uh was it champagne wine? One or the other? Yeah, that bottle. Wine. One, bottle. Yeah. one was a bottle of red, or like one was a champagne. One was a. That was the dusty one. Yeah. yeah. So the this is a bottle of red wine with the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes and the Bullet Club yeah, American yeah, Nightmare it's the, logo. Yeah, it's the on Bullet it. Club Nightmare logo. And there, oh. and so you know, when I started watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's about a year or two before Cody gets there, and before I like. My Cody hate train started because, as they talk about later in this episode, yeah, Cody hating Cody never New Japan as well. Cody never should have fucking joined Bullet Club. I don't care how good of business it was; it was good business. But fuck you. I never really I, had a Cody hate boner. I just thought, uh, damn, I just thought it was easily average. I just thought, damn, is he really gonna be able to make the indies? It he just, did. Did. it just made an indie until it, it wasn't. It, it was just crazy to me that. I don't know. It's just something about that little 16 year old who loved New Japan so much seeing that logo on WWE, like on Peacock. I know it's not the network anymore, but on WWE programming. Yeah, seeing that it's old, crazy old to me. logo was, yeah, that was pretty crazy. But, yeah, that was but, pretty I mean, crazy. As, as we saw on the on the Broken Skull sections, as we know, they play it pretty fast and loose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't care, which I mean, like they talk about AEW in this a lot yeah, and, which is where my you know the rants will come in but right right but yeah so he yeah no the, you know he gives him the bottles crazy. the familial themed wine bottles he gave me a, a dusty champagne you know, champagne dusty champagne the which... nightmare wine and the so whoa baby i was wondering because 
you know, I'm not really a drinker. Me neither, bro. Mm -hmm. But I just like facts and knowledge. Knowledge and weird mm -hmm. little weird, weird little tidbits. Uh huh. Jack of all so, trades. I wonder if Cody's champagne was genuinely made in the Champagne region of France, because that's legally mm -hmm. the only way it can be classified as a champagne. If if not, it's a sparkling wine. So I wonder, hmm. if, it's, if, I wonder if it's just a sparkling wine, if it's a champagne. Gotta fact check them. Gotta have to. Gonna have I did to. not know that. Yeah. You need to investigate his cigars too. It's the same thing with uh, <laughs> what? Are they Cuban? It's the same thing with uh, a Birco ham. Um, hmm. in Spain, there's a certain, not a certain pig. There's a pig that lives. There are pigs that live there and are treated under certain conditions to create a certain type of ham. Yeah, mm -hmm. to create a certain type of ham. And it's the same. It's the same gimmick. It's the only way that they can be legally classified as a Barico. I see. Hear that? Well, <clears throat> they move on from that. They start talking about Cody's return at WrestleMania, and this popped me huge. When, uh, yeah. When Austin yeah. looked at Cody and he said to him, "You know, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said he something to the effect of, you know what I'm going to say about this.' You know, he he old, said you're, he you're said, old school guy, you're an old soul. Yeah. yeah. I think this one's going to pop you big. And he looks at yeah. him. Hands open, Road Warrior Pop. Road Warrior Pop. Pop. Huge yeah, for that. Yeah. And yeah. you can see the look on Cody's face. Ah, he was like, oh Cody, my God. Yeah, that's Cody was funny. Very appreciative of that compliment. Coming from Austin? Yeah. 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 When you hear Road Warrior Pop from a guy whose career is built on the biggest pops of all time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Considering he was in the building that same night. <laughs> oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. Cody, thank you for that. Thing. Yeah. Thanks for the house. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they talk about this later, but yeah, yeah. Cody thanked Austin for the house. Yeah. And then Austin told the story about Bianca Belair coming no, up to him. Becky. Oh, was it Becky? It was Becky. Yeah, no. Becky. Becky came up to him after the match with Bianca at WrestleMania and thanked him for the house. Yeah. That's and some old school it, shit. Yeah, he said it popped him because it's old school. Yeah, that's that old school oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. But yeah, Austin gave Cody flowers for his, for, his, for the performance because, I mean, yeah. you know, he came out there, put on a banger match with the people. Everyone yep. was dying to see him. The energy in that building was crazy. I mean, we I mean, <laughs> reminder, yeah, reminder. There's a there's a free, like three hour long review of WrestleMania's night one and two, completely free. Patreon.com forward slash TLPRS pod. It's 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 free. You don't have to be a patron. It's you can go on there. It's like a YouTube video, but on Patreon. And, and yeah. if you like the content you see in that review, you hear in your ear holes, consider giving us your money. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, I, I also wanted to just touch on. I will, at least for now, I will not forget watching uh, WrestleMania with Andrew. I think Marquise was watching in the background. Yeah, he, he was remember. there with us on night one. Yeah, yeah. And just hearing the lights go out, boom, boom. Wrestling, wrestling has more than, more than one. than one. You and I watched that together, didn't Royal we? family. Yeah. Yeah, we watched Yeah, We saw that. Yeah, we all saw we, that happen. We, we, we started singing the fucking song. Yeah, we were we're singing, crazy. We were, we were dancing around and shit. Yeah, that's a Because it, 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 it felt unreal that I mean, not only I, is Cody Rhodes back in the Fed, but he has everything. He has everything. He had the Homelander jacket. He had the fucking logo, which... Steve is like, nine. I can't believe that you got that logo, brother. And he's like, Beautiful oh, logo. damn good logo. Damn, logo. damn good logo. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. And it is a good logo. Yeah. It's not a good tattoo, but it's a good logo. Oh, it's an awful fucking Necked. tattoo. <laughs> um, I will say, though, that as far as Cody Rhodes is concerned, I have 
100% just um, unironically and honestly, proudly, completely worked myself into a shoe. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. No, I do too. It's yeah, so it's favorites now. Yeah. When when we get to the Bullet Club shit, like I'll talk about my thing with Cody and AEW, but like I genuinely now yeah, I love Cody Rhodes. Cody, I think Cody, Cody Rhodes, Rhodes is such a good meme to me. Cody he came he back just popped and, like, catapult, catapulted to like my top five in WWE. He's my favorite. It's incredible. Yeah, it was <laughs> a real shucky pop- ducky quack quack yeah. moment when he came out of that fucking elevator. And yes, it was. To be fair, I don't think like any of us truly consider him a great, incredible worker, but he no, just no, popped. No, no, he worked it's me the huge, memes, bro. He, I got worked it's into the a shoot. memes, bro. He just pops us for the meme factor. Yeah. Did that picture I mean, him with both belts like, had us dying? Like, oh, so good. So like, so good. I feel, you know, you have to enjoy and be entertained when you watch a wrestler, right? And no matter the reason, when I watch Cody Rhodes, I am entertained every time, every single mm-hmm. time, even when it's just a regular ass match. Just his presence is entertaining to me. Yeah, so. you know what it is. It's his existence that is entertaining to Truly. me. Truly, it's, it's the, the fact, fact that Cody Rhodes Truly. exists. <laughs> Truly. He talks about carnies. He uses the word no, carny is, at least no, fifteen times. He is a he, is, he. Other than I would say a couple of like the big famous people, there His is no father. bigger mark. There is no bigger mark for himself than Cody Rhodes. Oh yeah, like we well, yeah, gotta believe your own hype. Yeah, he talks about it quite a bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, that, but that match was really good. That entrance is iconic now. Yeah, I also wrote, I wrote here in my notes that Cody considered his return a more important moment in his career than, than anything. anything he had done before that. Yep. And he's goddamn right. Of course I he's don't right. care. He's I just are thought you he was me? he was burying the fuck out of the fact that he helped found the second biggest wrestling company in the world. And that's cool and all. But it's not WrestleMania. It's no, not it's WrestleMania against fucking under the crowd, taking a step out. Big Cody Pyro. An AT&T stadium in front of you know, 84,000 people. That genuinely might have been one of the biggest wrestling pops in the last 10 years. And oh, people, it's yeah, one people of them. Wanted it, and it was Cody. So it, they wanted it. Yeah, Bad. it was crazy. Mind you also how I think a big part of the reason that pop was so big is because as far as WWE fans are concerned, an AEW exec jumping ship is some of the Biggest wrestling war shit that's ever happened. Yeah. Ever. I mean, in it, in the me, last 10 years, it's the biggest. In the me, last 10 years, been, it's the biggest. To me, that would have been as if... If Kevin Nash had left WCW in 1999. Yeah. I agree. Like, that I would have been huge. Completely agree. Big blow. Now, granted, it's not quite like that these days because wrestling is not quite the same as it was and the companies are bigger now, financially. But and globally, and globally, not, it, not their reach, yeah, their reach is bigger across the world more than it is here. But like mm-hmm. that move, if you're like a WWE diehard who fucking stands up for WWE or whatever, like oh, that yeah. shit's big. And the kind of people who go to WrestleMania are those types. Oh yeah, and those are the type of people that take off work to go to WrestleMania. They miss a paycheck to go to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, yep, because they stay for the week. Couldn't be me, but yeah, they come in. They come in on fucking Friday. Go to SmackDown, then go to Saturday. Access yeah, Saturday. Yeah, 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 SmackDown, and then right after is Hall of Fame, Access, WrestleMania Night One and Two, 
and all the indie shows happening on that weekend, and then Raw. And probably a takeover. And then probably a takeover. That's like seven, eight, nine, ten wrestling shows across five or six days. Yeah. You take mm-hmm. me off work to spend all that money? That's crazy. Yeah, I'll go great. to a Rumble. That's a one-night event. You know, it's a one-night endeavor. I, that just always makes me think, like, damn, do wrestling fans really got it like that? Generally, yeah. How? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Okay, this is this is a phenomenon I've seen recorded in in the anime fandoms, right? And uh, oh god, you know these anime dudes who have all the fucking dolls and the fucking you know the memorabilia. These dudes have like well-paying jobs. True. Because they're sick freaks, and because they're a sick freak, they probably have some sort of like it's the, it's the fucking some sort of like thing that they're like really good at for no fucking reason. I don't believe in this, but I guess. Like I don't believe in this uh this this concept this phenomena, but I guess to them it's probably their their guilty pleasure that they indulge in. So yeah, they splurge. yeah. But see, the thing is though, is that there's this there's this actual phenomenon of nerds having disposable income. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Those are the type of people that are gonna splurge. I guess. See, because the difference is though, is that there are the people who who spend their disposable income on interests, and there are people who like spend all of their spare money. On their hobby, yeah, you know it's like it's like it's like going to a football game because it's been a while versus being a season ticket holder, you know. Yeah, there's there's a point where it becomes an obsession, and when you have the money like that, you can fund your obsessions. I wish I had it like that. I mean, if it were me, I'd have a wall lined in fucking bullshit, but I don't mm-hmm. have it like that. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm quite obsessed with anything quite like that, but if I had that kind of money, I would. Definitely be living a lot more comfortably. Mm-hmm. Yet have all the things I want, but don't give myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, stress-free nights. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And not resonating in my bed every night. Just, God, I want to wake up. What? Anyway. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tony Jabroni's AEW super hard. And then Steve recalls flipping through the channels when he was a young boy and seeing Dusty Rhodes. And then he immediately felt compelled to seek out the murder of the heel he was working with that night. Yeah. Come on to that motherfucker dead. He's like, he's watching him on TV with his mom in the fucking Texas Coliseum or the whatever. Sportatorium. The sportatorium. He's like, mom, the cops got a gun. Why the security guard's got a gun. Why doesn't he help Dusty? Why doesn't he shoot that motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, that popped Cody pretty big. And then uh, Cody talked about how as he was growing up, being around his dad and all the boys in the WCW days that he didn't really understand what it was that made his father so famous, but he could just see like the sheer weight of his father's power. He said he wanted, he was attracted to that power. He said he mm-hmm. wanted the power that his father wielded. He wanted to command that respect. Yeah. Liddy wrote Cody was attracted to the sheer power and weight of his father. Yeah. Yes. I want to be powerful. True. I want to, I want to have the book brother. <laughs> And I want it all. He got it until he didn't like it anymore. Until I took it away yep. from him. Yep. I mean, he said it here. Look what they've done to my boy. He said it here. He was just 10 years too early for the job. Yeah, he said I should have done it when I was yeah. 45 and not 35. When I was 45, not 35. Yep. 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 Yeah, yep. I'm and too I young agree. To be an executive. But uh, then Cody mentions that all the boys used to go swimming in their tights. And, yep. and Austin confirms, mm-hmm. which sounds absolutely terrible for the fabric. Definitely and, have and then, to dry clean your gear extra. Austin, which... 
Yeah. Well, Austin and Cody go down this fucking dusty dick riding session. Yeah. But amidst it all, uh, Austin fits in uh, a dig, calls Dusty a fat piece of shit. He says, you know, if, you know, if Dusty went down to the performance center these days and did a trial, would have told him to fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I mean, Cody does agree with and him. Cody's like, like yeah, yeah, I agree. You're right. I would have told him to fuck off. Yeah. But uh, when they said that, it reminded me of ZZ, and I and I felt bad because <laughs> I I'm hate sorry. that motherfucker. I'm sorry. Why? I know I'm laughing, He's but that's fucking annoying. funny. I liked ZZ. I you know hate what? his dim-witted ass. Props to ZZ for going back to the Bayou. And keep yeah, he's family a, business alive. Yeah, go wrestle. He's an alligator wrestler now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's always yeah, been an alligator cool. wrestler. Yeah, because I think yeah. I actually saw like a Vice documentary or something on him. And um yeah. they like, you know, hard time the family fell on hard times. Yeah, that old Zed said took oh, care God. of it. Pretty much, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he turned the alligator wrestling business into a fucking uh swamp carny business. Yeah, he got in that performance centers on Tough Enough. He said, damn, there's money to be made. Literally. He became a performer at fucking just giving people swamp rides and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a better place for him. That's just wild. Off to my me. television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there, you know, Cody was like, yeah, I know he's a fat bastard and all. But, but I love I, him. I, I really wanted to, you know, you know, he was really athletic. You know, he, we would go down to the pool at the uh, in the neighborhood or whatever. And he would be in his fucking little speedos, and all the families were there. And he'd get on the diving board, and it's touching the water. That's how fucking fat he is. <laughs> Wait, so it's some fuck shit. Yeah, and he'd do a and he'd do a, a dive, and it was he'd do an eleven ninety moon ball in the pool. Yeah, picture perfect form, and you know, landed every time. Yeah, you know, he was really known for the Phoenix Splash. Yeah, they called it the Dusty Splash back in the day. Yeah, he invented that shit. Damn right. The yeah, dusty I remember. Splash. I remember. I remember as a kid, I was flipping through the channels. And I, and I was flipping through the channels, and I saw Dusty on ESPN. He was in the sportatorium. He was working with uh, Billy Jack Hayes or whatever. And, uh, yeah, he went up top, and I saw him hit that uh, hit that fucking gamer bomb. And I just thought, damn, why doesn't the ref get in there and shoot Billy Jack in the fucking face? What kind of heat True. did Dusty have with Billy Jack Hayes, the commentator, that he did a fucking 1190 moon bomb on? <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> so move the TV, oh my god. I, I must have missed that program. Game. Holy shit. I don't know how you did that. I, hey, hey, that's on the plate now. I need to go watch that. Oh, oh that's insane. Damn. Yeah, brother. WCCW was on some different shit back yeah, in the day. I'm right. telling you for real. Yeah, yeah we'll review it next week. I'm going to go find yep. the episode where Dusty did 1190 moon bomb and shot someone in the fucking neck. Yeah, wait. Yeah. wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me the Arn, Arn pulled the, the Glock on Cody. Yeah, I'm promising you, bro. Dust, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! Dusty, Dusty definitely invented. Yeah, they called him, uh, they called him Dusty Rose because he was icing motherfuckers yeah, in the room. You know, he was see, dusting these two. Yeah, it wasn't a Glock at the time. It was the revolver. But yeah, he, 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 he had the 1911. Yeah, still got the job done. I pulled out the revolver. Mm-hmm. I put it up to his brains. Pulled out the six shooter. Yeah, you damn right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Holy that shit, man. Fuck. That was funny. All I can think is, why the fuck did you say Billy Jack Hayes, the commentator? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Billy Jack Hayes, the wrestler. <laughs> oh, the rest, true. Yeah, what the fuck? It, I was talking about Billy Hayes. Jack Hayes. Whatever the fuck. 
I thought you were talking about the commentator too. I'm like, why the fuck does Dusty hate a commentator yeah, so much? Yeah, it was the beef with the commentary. But... <laughs> that you have to do an 1190 move on them. No, the see, because then there was that other time where I saw <laughs> Dusty beat the shit out of Ron Trodgar or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Rod, Rod Trodgar out there in the ring, you know. He was thinking of being that Rob Trodgar. <laughs> whatever the motherfucker's name was, dude. <laughs> yeah, block him. Anyway, yeah, we gotta go back and watch the fucking. Uh, All right. wrestling is better. Yeah, it is because they're doing eleven ninety moon bombs with their pistols. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was in the room smoking their fucking stogies. No one cared anymore. It was fuck. I love it. Yeah, I need to go back to that. Working twenty one plus shows. Everyone's fucking smoking doobies in the crowd. Yeah, that's what I need. So anyway, anyway, now that I've caught True. my breath. Uh. <laughs> Dusty wanted Cody to become an actor so he could avoid the business because the Attitude Era was shitty in his opinion, and he really thought Cody was hot. Mm -hmm. Well, he's—I mean, Cody's Cody's like a, not wrong. He's like a solid eight. So I think Cody. The, the, I think the, the platinum really fits the a complete. That, but he's fit. also got like three scars on his face. Sorry, yeah. pal. You've had a worker's I mean, work. Some people like the rugged look, though. Yeah, his wife. Whoa, Whoa baby. Well, I mean, his wife puts up with the neck tattoo, so she'll put up with a lot, obviously. Well, you see, in my opinion, the neck tattoo could be a storyline in and of itself because, you know, he talks about it later, but Stardust, I think there's potential for the tattoo to literally be, like, the emanation of the paint that comes back as an American patriotic Stardust. Well, I'm, I swear it got bigger before he left, so maybe it just fucking consumes him like venom. I, I wonder if he just gets I mean. it up like and he's the, like, the make it a little tattoo, bigger. Make it a little bigger. The neck tattoo will create the nightmare Stardust. Awful. Which will compete, which will no, compete with the other nightmare KSI when Logan Paul brings him into the WWE. I was going to say, Awful. he's not... Incredible. What's it called? I love he, it. He's just like, yeah, I'm Two no longer stars. Stardust. I'm no longer Cody Rhodes. I am Nightmare. Ugh, love it. That sounds In terrible. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I could be a seven. His black rain. So well, something he has that... creative control, so he's not gonna do that. Definitely, most definitely. No, what do you mean? Just give him just give him creative control of his black rain. Oh god. Instead of instead of assaulting little little kids or whatever, he could assault grown men. How god. about no assault? Uh how about no predatory assault? But Cody likes but, 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 but wrestling has sexual undertones and overtones, so somebody's got to do it. God. We can be sexual without it being assault. Yeah, but viscera. Anal, Anal destruction. It's called viscera, bro. He fucked dudes in the ass. <laughs> for fun. Remember the time Rikishi was shoving his ass in dudes' faces, bro? I'm telling you, wrestling needs more sex. Too much well, sex in wrestling action. Yeah, but you know, you know what you get when you ask for that, Andrew. You know what you get with, when you get when you ask for that. You get Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello making out every week. Yeah, but that's that's what they think you want. I don't want the making out. I want the sex. See, it sounds the like access. It sounds sex, like what you want and more sex, and I want all the sex. It sounds like sex. for some reason what you want is a consensual version of somebody coming on a championship, and I don't I don't know why you want. Oh that. no. So, like, depends oh, on who's coming. Um, I wanted to say on this Dusty thing about him wanting to become an actor, I liked how Cody was like, I think he was actually just kind of intrusive because I think he wanted to act more and uh, he never got to do yeah. a lot of that. 
Yeah, because he said he, uh, you know, Dusty had gotten some roles or whatever. He always felt like he could be a, a bigger character actor than he was. Yeah. I also agree, like, when Cody's like, yeah. You should have fought Chris Farley for the spot on SNL. Us as wrestlers, you know, when we go to actually work on a set, we can kind of just do it because we kind of do that every day. And we do it live. So. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, it's easier to roll with the punches. Yep. I mean, in my mind, yeah, wrestling is acting. So what I it agree. Is. I mean, you are playing, to be uh, to be a good it, wrestler, you need you to be a good actor as well. Yourself. Otherwise, you're not gonna. Like, I mean, you can do good wrestle things, but that's not gonna inherently get you over unless you're on Twitter. And right. Tw- and reminder, Twitter is not big. A reminder. reminder. Hello, everybody listening right now. Hear my voice. Twitter is not a real place. Twitter is a social media platform where people connect and share ideas and opinions and interests. It is not a place where real life happens. Thank you. Twitter is literally a meme. It's not. Twitter, but no, like by the literal definition of a meme. I mean, yeah, it is by definition a meme, but it's a bad one. Yeah. Twitter is not a real place. Yeah. That's um, Cody yeah. began training at 15. Mm-hmm. Dusty told him, you're only allowed to bump and run the ropes. And uh, so it. he that was it. And uh, he, so, said, he said Dusty did two, two, two things. Gave him a, uh, a back body drop. That's it. All right. How'd it feel? Felt good. Give him a hip toss. All right. How'd it feel? Felt good. And then left. And that was the extent of his formal training with Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And then he left him to train with everybody else in the entire business. Crazy to think that like... Seth Rollins, you know, Bianca Belair. Probably got more out of Dusty than Cody did. Sasha yeah. Banks. Yeah, I'm certain they did. So weird. Oh, for sure. Well, see, that's Absolutely. what that's what makes Cody versus Seth so poetic. No, it's Co- it, it's it's Dusty's kid Dusty's versus Dusty's kid. kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, Seth Rollins is like the Dusty's kid because he was the, you know, first NXT champion kind of lends you that credence, no? I mean, probably I, Dusty's I feel favorite. Like, I feel like he was definitely the one that they Put that first like Dusty's kid tag on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they propped him up, put him on the pedestal, baby. Yeah. But yep. uh, yeah, so Dusty would oversee his training whenever he was around. But the second that door shut, all them boys were working the shit out of him, fucking stretching his ass out, stretching his ass out. I was never been stretched before. Yeah, they're gonna jerk a nut in his ass. <laughs> Fifteen. Boy. I don't know. Was Kip James there? Could have been. <clears throat> No, but Al Snow was there, and he asked him what's a finish. Yeah, he asked him what's a pop. Yeah. What's he... What are these ropes? What do they mean? See, Steve also asked... Uh, he asked... He asked Cody at one point, and all I can think of is Al Snow. Like, you know, do you think you're over? <laughs> oh, no, no, this God. is where Cody's ego came through, like, fucking... I literally wrote here in my notes, Co- his ego is all caps. Massive. Well, I wouldn't say so, because at the end of it, he said oh, he didn't well, think that he was over. I followed it up by, it's certainly earned, but wow. But no, Cody's comments here, and I don't remember exactly what he said. Are you, are you talking about when he after they talking about OVW? No, it's when they... No, it's before they begin talking about OVW. Where okay. Cody's talking about training the kids at the Nightmare Factory and how he oh, works yeah. with the brand new kids because that's where all the fun is. And then he said something about explaining to these kids what over really is and how 
you know, these kids will tell him that they think they're over or whatever. And then he talks about what being over really is. And I mean, he's not wrong what he said. And he said that's but, what it is to him. And, yeah, I mean, and then he but, went on to say he's not over. So like, you can't yeah. say yeah. an ego if he said no, I'm not over. What he said leading into that statement, that was very egomaniacal. Well, all he said is, I train the beginner kids because that's where I have something to contribute. And after that, I don't. No, it was yeah. after that. But like I said, I don't remember exactly what he said. But I do remember in the moment when I wrote this note that he said something really egotistical, but I thought it was earned and yeah. funny. He pretty much just boiled that down with saying, no, he doesn't think he's over because over is, you know, uh, Austin and Rock going to Anaheim, selling out the show, selling all the merch, and then going down the road 40 miles to Ontario or whatever. You go, you go up 40 thing. miles, you fucking dick, but yes... It's also a two-hour drive. It's really not well, 40 miles. He yeah. said down. No, I know, but he's wrong. Well, sorry. Well, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're resting. No, the I, look, look, I'm just thinking as a Californian, all right? Look, so, yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry that you're Californian. But, but I will say I agree with him because he is right. The term, oh, and I mean, I guess this is also technically like, I. it's not the surefire definition. The term changes depending on who you talk about but like well that's why i mean i the, i agree though i do that's agree why the, i think the clearest cut of over is do you put asses in seats yeah, yeah. To me, to are me, you selling tickets yeah to are me, people it comes coming all to, to down you to how much money are you bringing into the business because like you know roman reigns is over clearly randy orton is over clearly brock you know, lesnar is that's over why, yeah that's why it it always got it always gets to me when you know you know, the AEW fans are very forgiving. Uh, it, it always kills me when, you know, I guess Wheeler Utah will have a good showing and defeat. And then people are like, oh, he's so over. Like, brother, who bought a ticket to see Wheeler Utah? See, that's the thing for me, right? Because in my mind, my example, because when I think of this, I think of someone who gets a reaction to the building, but absolutely nobody pays to see, and that's Ricochet. That's fair. That's that's God. Also fair. I, I want. I want. That you know what? Me. I'm putting down a challenge right fucking now. If you want to get burnt, toasted, cooked, and roasted by us, oh. I dare you to tell me that you bought a ticket to a WWE event to see Ricochet because you definitely <laughs> didn't. For example, brother. Okay, actually, WWE show nowadays to see a wrestler. We. Didn't. I. I. This no, is what but now I'll the, say. But now the game has changed. Well, yeah, that's true. Now, Cody is over with me, brother. Cody's so, so over with me. I'm willing to spend money to go see him. Yes. So, for me, when I went to that NJPW show last year, I did not, as much as like I love Jay White, I did not buy a ticket until Hiroshi Tanahashi got announced. Yeah, because Tanahashi's the draw. Yeah, he's over. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tanahashi is over. Okada is over. People pay. Yeah. People will pay money to see that motherfucker in the same room as them. Yeah, yeah I like, would too. Jay White. Would. Jay White's cool. I like Jay White. I think he's. I think he's great. Guy gene things and you know, important for the for the fucking expansion and all that. But I'm sure should not buying his merch. Oh, I I don't watch. I don't buy pro wrestling merch anymore. Well, that shit help. is disgusting. I don't know. And granted, this person was relatively over before even getting to the fed 
getting to the uh-huh. point just made them significantly more over. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what AEW's uh, merch sales, and I don't know who exactly is moving the needle and putting butts in seats, right? But, like, it's mm-hmm. definitely a fair statement to say that, you know, Kevin Owens is more over than, like, 70% of the roster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, that's completely. just from a sheer merchandise standpoint. Yeah, Kevin Owens is definitely more over than most Hell, of the roster. I mean, I'm pretty sure the majority of people listening have heard the, the fucking have watched the video where Kevin Owens had Roman Reigns and a fucking headlock, and he just went on and on about how much money he made from merch sales in a single year. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was years ago. And that was years ago. And the game has changed. Yeah. Now he's... Got like, even more now he's, money. Now he's a main evented with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, okay, now he's the main yeah. man. Now he's, a, now he's, he's a main, main man. Yeah. And now with Triple H at the helm, Kevin Owens is going to be a main eventer probably for the rest of his career. Yeah, He's Kevin a prize Owens fighter again. Over. Yeah. It's awesome. See, someone who I think... Like, we're going on this tangent here. But someone who I think is genuinely on the come up is Matt Riddle. I think so as well. I think he is yeah. a big WWE star. And I think... See, it's weird... Well, it's not weird because I feel like you'd you think that he would be more popular because of his uh, UFC stint, but I feel like people barely know about that. It's not that people barely. Well, I guess it is sort of that. It's just that like UFC and well, Dana White fucking hates Matt Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle hates yeah. Dana White, and I also hate Dana White. So Dana White has pretty much tried to, Black for lack on. of a better term, he's tried to Benoit Matt Riddle. Like mm-hmm. he's tried to scrub all footage. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, trying to scrub his ass from the existence. Pres- yeah, yeah, he's just trying to pretend he never existed in the yeah. UFC. So, uh, like, I think the people that know, I don't know how much, you know, crossover appeal there is between the people that were watching UFC in, like, 2010 to 2012. And people were watching WWE right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But see, to me, I think what it really is, and it's only because, you know, the changes in culture, but... The way that WWE leans into the weed thing so hard, yeah. I think that makes his character more likable for most people. Because I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to sit here right now and just assume that probably a very very large people, very large people, a very large number of people who don't admit it probably smoke weed. I know that there are motherfuckers listening Agreed. to this pod right now who are probably listening to this pod while smoking. As we make the pod while smoking. So, like... Yeah. Yeah, so the point is that I think uh, a character like Matt Riddle, especially one who has gotten the god rub from Randy Orton, of all people. Yeah. I mean, he literally yeah. gave him probably the most visually iconic wrestling move. Ever. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. And Matt Riddle does not do it well, but he's got time to learn. Mm-hmm. Nope. Also helps that it's still an RKO. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, they don't It's, it's think... all about... See, yeah. it's all about the back bump, right? Riddle, mm-hmm. Riddle keeps his feet he up. He jumps. The bump. It just, it just. Yeah, he'll get there. Randy is like flat as a board when he's coming down. That's the thing. I, I will say, I'm not the biggest Riddle guy for. Me outside neither, but I can definitely, I can definitely see what they're doing with him. Definitely. Might. Yeah. I mean, I give him that. No, I and like that's where I'll agree. Like, he's also. Yeah. Hey, I mean. He is also like, you know, low bar, like the least bad person, you know, I mean, like, you know, sure, he's a fucking sex pest and all, 
but like worse people have been pushed in higher positions. Agreed. Yeah, warrior. Yeah. See, yeah. see, the thing is now is that you have to look at wrestling again on a graded curve, including the people within it. I mean, being a sex pest is bad, but if there's levels to if, this, if wanting to get his dick wet is the worst thing about Matt Riddle, yeah, accept it. I mean, yeah. To be fair, Carl Anderson basically did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and he still has and a I job. And I, fu- I fucking love Carl Anderson. Like, I don't that's, care. That's on you. And, you know, granted, I, you know, he just for pops me, me. I don't know. Morally, cheating is apprehensive. Terrible. Like, oh, agreed. You know, you know that's it's his fucking relationship. I don't care. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I mean, I mean, literally, on Raw this week, Seth Rollins called him out for his wife divorcing him and taking the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Called him out I for on say, live TV. Thankfully, or at least hopefully, Riddle isn't Rhino. Yeah, well, I don't know if he's... Yeah. It depends on the trajectory of his career. Because, you know, on one hand, he could be a future world champion. On the other hand, he could be a piece of shit. (laughs) True. I will say, though... Don't cheat. Being a cheater is pretty shitty. Yeah, don't do that. Pretty pretty awful person if you do that. So, yeah. But, you know, Matt Riddle's a grown-ass man. He has to live with his own life. But, like I said, very apparent that that is probably the, the guy they're pegging to be the next. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's not young, the next big star yeah. at like 34 years old. He's 35. He's in Wrestle Prime. Well, he's they do talk years. about how the prime of the yeah, the prime of, yeah, the prime of your career is 35 to 44. Well, I mean, considering Crazy. he no longer lives with his kids, he's probably got a, a bit longer of a career than someone who who has to... fathering their children. Yeah, so Seth Ronan. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Yeah. One more tangent before we get back to what the fuck we're talking about. It's crazy to think that <clears throat> for the time that Seth Rollins was being positioned to be the next John Cena in place of Roman Reigns during that initial world title run, where he was just Mr. Business, up to mm-hmm. the like, he was like, in my mind, he was like prototyping himself after John Cena as far as like the work ethic he was putting out at that time. Then he saw, yeah. Dick. Then he saw his dick, and then he was no longer pegged as the top guy. And then Roman took it, and then Seth had a kid. <laughs> I think I think it was always Roman. I mean, I I still firmly. Believe I think it was always Roman too, but they definitely gave Rollins his shot. They gave Rollins the the Randy rub. I mean, yeah, you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be the Randy Roman. Or the Roman yeah, Athena. being number two definitely means that you will be number one at some point. Just not yeah, yeah. Just not as frequently. Like Vegeta, just not as frequently. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be number one sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. Anyways, back to the actual thing we're talking about. So uh, Cody talks about his training and whatnot, and then he talks about coming through OVW and, you know, training there for not nearly as long as he should have because, of course, because of who he is, he gets hot-shotted up to the main roster. I am glad that he admitted that. Yeah, he's like, bro, I could have used two to three more years in the oven, dude. I was not ready. He said that he was cooking. He said a lot about cooking. I remember listening to... Which is crazy. An Ariel (laughs) Hawani... Uh, interview with oh god randy and he said the same thing he's like yeah they brought me up way too fucking early like because of who i am yeah yeah randy randy literally said it was painfully like comically easy how was how like how it was painfully and comically like funny how easy it was for me to get into this shit yeah because who his father was and who his father was yeah 
So yeah, they're talking about that, and he comes up to Raw, and they talk about Cody's debut against Randy Orton with his father Dusty in his corner. Uh, and they mm-hmm. talks about you know how Randy guided him through the time they spent together with Ted DiBiase in Legacy. And then he gets to this point <clears throat> where he's talking about working with DX. Oh, before that, he said, uh, you know, the office tried to put him and Ted at odds. Oh, yeah, yeah. They wanted him to feud to see which one was going to take the spot. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, there is no reason that it couldn't be both of us. But, you know, in their mind, which one he wants it more? Who's the and Sean? He also said that he agreed with that decision, like looking back at it now. Because you know it what, created you know more attention. You know what's crazy to think about? And I never really took the time to appreciate it back then because I didn't care. But really thinking about a faction with Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind, that's fucking crazy. I loved Legacy and, at the time. And their theme is probably still Oh, their theme is incredible. Oh, Legacy is an incredible theme. <clears throat> incredible theme. Like, Priceless? No. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, yeah, they're talking about how uh, basically Legacy culminated in their match, the the triple threat with Randy and the two of them at WrestleMania 26, and how it was it was basically a moment where Randy was turning face, so it was up to uh, Cody and Ted to take everything they had learned and finally apply it to get Randy back over as a babyface. He was very happy Mm -hmm. to be taking the walk, the first his first real walk. No battle royals, no tag matches. Doesn't count. Singles match. Yep. And uh, then he talks about <clears throat> uh, the dashing Cody Rhodes character a little bit because you know he's finally become his own man. He's more than just Dusty's kid. I love dashing Cody Rhodes. Oh, I also love dashing we... Cody Rhodes. Based so Cody Rhodes. All of the dashing and undashing shit was, was before great. my time, but I've gone back <laughs> and watched it all great because work. all great work. So he'll talk. It's the next part in the story after Undashing, but when they did the Rhodes family thing, the Rhodes family story, that's when I started becoming a Cody fan because that was real raw emotion. It was a real Aussie, story. I was cheering for the Shield in that match. It, well, but that's because I like, I've been I've been a Seth Rollins mark since day one. Yeah, and like I as that was, I mean, twenty thirteen. It's like. Uh, six months to a year after I'd started watching wrestling, so I'm still pretty big into baby faces at that point. So I'm Maybe like, oh yeah. yeah. And also, my dad really like popped for seeing Dusty again, and it was the last time he would ever see for seeing Dusty again. Yeah, so like, it was cool for me. And then I was like, I wonder what this guy's done before. So like, I went back and watched basically <laughs> I wonder the whole IC title run, and I loved all of it because. I am big character guy, and I loved dashing. I loved undashing more, but they were all very good. It's it, you know what that reminds me, and it blows my mind thinking about it because we're all old bastards here. But there are genuinely like young wrestling fans coming up that were born well after. Uh, That's so Cody crazy. Had this run, like yeah. imagine imagine you were born after both Cena Rock matches. Yeah. Like Je- Jesus fucking shit, that's dude. disgusting. We're getting old. You know how that's old you'd be? Disgusting. You'd be like nine. Yeah. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. Well, speaking of the IC title, um when Cody won it, he said that the office asked him you know, he was begging, pleading, I really just want to get this old IC. I want to get that old 90s. I'm a goddamn mark. This is what I grew up yep. watching. 
and they were they were asking him like, "Are you sure you don't want to change it to something more like more Cody Rhodes?" Yeah, he's like, oh, "No, I'm a mark. I don't want that. I don't want money." And, oh, the you know, old he's shit, like, baby. Now I understand from like a marketing perspective. I should have done that. Like, yeah, you, but I really wanted that title. I wanted the title. And you know what, bro? Big ups for for chasing. This is the one time where I'll respect chasing your markdom over the bag, only because Agreed. this icy strap held the shit it's the best ever it held it it held wwe title belts down yeah, until the uk title came through yeah it did. yeah it's the best title held it down for at like least in that lineage seven years. ever yeah yeah this was my ic so title thank so you cody, i love for that, that thing yep uh, agreed cody also takes the time to explain the psychology of the character of dashing cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. and then he talks about um Talks about when he was how, how Paul White jabroni the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> I don't remember the exact the exact nature of the show. conversation, but I know it's something to do with Cody talking about how over he thought he was or some shit. So there was a there was a moment he said where he and Big Show were in the locker room, <clears> and he would like he said something along the lines of you know I just want to go out there and like and like show more like be I, more, yeah I want to do more I just want to do more and then Big Show just sold him. Yep. Well, you're out there, kid. Go ahead and get over then. Yeah. That was it. And so they went out to the ring Big and they had their match. Big show beat the shot of one of fucking rubber chicken that he took out of the yeah. crowd. Uh, now, oh, now imagine for a second, and I can I can I can just imagine this. Because I don't remember this, but I'm sure it happened. But uh just imagine if you will for a second. Cody Rhodes and the Big Show working a match on like a on like a SmackDown or something, right? Big show it's that big KO punch. And he goes outside. Match isn't even over yet. He goes outside. Grabs rubber chicken. Goes out into the crowd. He 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 hops the barricade. Walks a couple steps up the you know just a couple steps to show off he's a little limber and yeah. you know, like get it done. Grabs a rubber chicken out of the crowd. Comes all the way back and then just starts beating the fucking brakes off this boy with his rubber chicken. Yeah. Over and over again um, on his goofy ass. Think about. Sorry, that there was, there was something I forgot to bring up during the legacy run, Cody. And DiBiase were uh, were facing Triple H and Shawn Michaels a lot. Yeah, to build yeah, up. Yeah. They're working with and DX. Fucking, they they were doing a match, and Cody said that he was going too hard, and Hunter had to teach him the difference between working, working a lot, a house show, and a, and a TV show. Yeah, and all it TV. took, all it took was one clothesline. One stiff ass clothesline cut. It taught Cody the difference between working for the TV cameras and just the people in the building. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I can, I don't only, know imagine, that I can, I can only imagine how hard this motherfucker must have clobbered him for him to realize what the hell he was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. There was Probably pretty hard. There was a moment where, you know, he said he was working him, and he was in a match with, you know, or he was in the ring with Sean, and he said Sean was hitting the ropes, and he just told him to um, throw a kick. And yeah, so Sean was getting in back body drop position or whatever. And then Cody said, I was going through all the motions. It's all of what I can do, you know, throw a kick, drop kick, uh, throw a kick, you know, fucking throw me off the ropes or whatever. It's like he threw the kick and Sean just sold. <laughs> and he said it was like the most euphoric thing he's ever experienced, which yeah. I thought was insane. He said something like it's the difference between a good painter and a master or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and like Steve, Steve fucking was eating that shit up. He's like, "Yeah, you're you're right, brother." Yeah, yeah, because it was a match between him and Sean on Raw, and you know Sean was working the shit out of him. You know, the young guy, 
and you know he's taking all this heat and cody hits this fucking top rope drop kick out of nowhere and the crowd explodes for it yeah. and then he mentioned that dean malenko was the one who agented this match and he told cody in the back before the match i'm telling you they're gonna go nuts for this drop kick and he was yeah fucking damn skippy yeah. you know why because wrestling is easy yeah it's pretty easy yeah it's so easy yep so then they get to undashing cody rhodes yeah Talk about love you know, oh, love uh, they get to the match with him and Rey Mysterio. Uh, uh, the only WrestleMania I haven't seen, WrestleMania 27. Wow, it's the only one I haven't watched. You know why? Because I you was know it's hilarious. That was my at baseball tryouts. My first it. WWE DVD. I got it on vacation in San Diego. I got it for the from the three dollar Walmart bin. <laughs> Damn right. And See, the only good thing from that pay per view is the Hate Me Now. Cena versus Miz promo. That's it. That show sucks. Show. See, the that only, show is awful. The only match from the show I've seen in full was Triple H versus Undertaker because they played it for free on like ABC or some shit later on. True. It was okay. You remember when they used to show like an hour of WrestleMania for free? I do remember that? that was yeah. Cool. Shouts out to those days. Wow. Unlocked. Memory. That was a long time ago. Man. Yeah, yeah. I knew you'd remember. What wow, a holy shit! <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they'd play one hour of WrestleMania wow. for free, like. Six months later, fuck. Yeah, they did used to do that. That was <laughs> disgusting, man. That's Next awesome. I don't know anything about that? Mm-hmm. Nope, I do yeah. not. No, because they stopped doing that right before we started watching. Oh, damn! Cursed, cursed times. Um, but yeah. So we get to the undashing bit, and apparently, I didn't know that this was like a, a thing that people got hung up on. Apparently, you know, Cody said that people will tell him like, "Oh, they should have like made make the mask a different color, or, like make Not it black secret. or something like that." Yeah, I always thought that the story was very clear that this guy is crazy. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fucking problem. psycho. He's a psycho. He's yeah, so we love the mentally with... ill being portrayed as villains. He's so obsessed with himself that he doesn't want his face to get broken. Well, well, no, the, no, the issue is that he thinks his face that... is broken, well, but it's or that not. too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah, he he also doesn't want to get punched in his face even more to break it more. He's both crazy and a narcissist. Narcissist. Yeah. Narcissist. Yeah. Narcissa. Um. Sorry, fucking stupid Harry Potter brain. Um. Geek God- nerd. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh. Yeah, he talked about how he paid five hundred dollars a mask for like ten masks. He's been the same guy. Shut off five thousand a piece for these masks. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, per, bro. Per shipment, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Undashing Cody Rhodes was crazy. He's like, yeah, I just watched American Psycho and Bam of the Opera, and was like, yeah, it's, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And he did it, and it was good. Oh, also, you know, Cody has gone to acting school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, big important uh, thing to note. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially nowadays with fucking lip bite. <laughs> lip bite pauses between words. Yeah, think of you something stupid. Sad, get sad. Lip bite. Hear that, man? <laughs> Shit. So then, oh, yeah. uh, they mark out over some great covers because they're talking about uh, battlegrounds. Yeah, that uh, that Rhodes family versus the Shield match where. Cody got fired, then came back, and then was going to get fired, but he didn't get fired because he hit 
the the standard bearer of all crossroads on yeah. Seth Rollins. The best Absolute crossroads best ever. ever. The, yeah, I mean, Cody never said, yeah, I've never I've never done one better than this because it, of the air they got. Bro, it was unreal. I, there was no. I over, thought it was Seth died. It was literally them going. So I mean, everyone knows the crossroads position. It's a fucking reverse like DDT or whatever. Um, so it goes from them standing to in to the them air, perfectly horizontal, flat as a board. As you'd hit it in Tiger Mask, it is. Yep, perfect. It is genuinely as perfect as could possibly be. And there will yeah, never be another one of, better. Out of the probably thousands, hundreds of thousands that he's done, I'm sure none of them have ever been like this. No, then no. you got that deep. Deep covering on Seth Rollins and that yeah. popped Steve huge. Yeah. Then they brought yeah. a picture of him covering Kevin Owens after he stunned him at WrestleMania. Got that left arm covering the right arm. Make sure extra perfection. Extra deep cover. And I'm sure Jim Ross was somewhere watching the shit fucking beating his knees. He said, Oh my God, that's a great cover. <laughs> God, he's got all the full body and got to hold the arm down. Oh my God, on the far leg. I wonder how Kevin Owens felt about Steve Austin putting him over like that. <laughs> I'm sure he is. You know, car. you know, he fucking flew to Canada and fucked his wife, like, immediately. <laughs> He's like, I'm the man! I think they moved back to Canada. Did they? Yeah. Yes, oh, definitely. Now. Get out of my country, you damn Canadian. You know, if you're not a red blood American, do you drink beer? Yeah, I know the kind of guy have a fancy little drink with a fucking purple umbrella in it, you know, gay boy. Drape me in the colors that actually matter. The red, white, and blue. All right, bro. What the fuck ever, bro? Yeah. I don't know what's up that fucking guy. I fucking hate professional wrestling, man. Yeah, so bad. It's pretty bad. It's so bad. Anyways. So then they move into Stardust. Woo! Yeah. Cody hated Yeah. That. Which leads to uh, the conversation where they talk about like all the acting opportunities that that character ended up opening up for him when he had that match with Stephen Amell at SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, Neville was and there too. Shouts to the Red Arrow. Yep. Basically helped, spawn, helped partly spawn AEW because Stephen Amell was a huge part of All In. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy how shit all fucking built up. I mean, and he also says, and it, but actually, but actually, it was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens started AEW. That's I mean, whole, that's also fair. Put him in uh, with the Bucks. Mm. Well, what's it but called? It's all over. It's all over. It, it was kind of interesting because I've never heard Cody really talk about Stardust. Him say like, after my dad died, it was the best thing for me. Because even though I did not like it, it, I could escape. I could go to work. Uh, it made me get out of my comfort zone a little bit. And just like, as much as I didn't like it, I made something out of it, at least. And it Which was probably the best thing. That... as to like why he hated it. Because, well, one, he threw himself super hard into work. And two, yeah. he literally associated Stardust with dead father. Mm-hmm. So, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I would, too. I mean... Yeah, he also explained that the, the little cartwheel he did at WrestleMania to pop the people has a very different ending. Uh, an alternative yeah. ending, if you will, for uh, if the fans aren't uh, going along with his ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that walk has a different strut to it, brother, is yeah, what you I'm said. Sure I know what the, I'm sure I know what the alternate ending is. I just can't show you in, a, in an audio podcast format. But mm-hmm. uh, it's the death of Superman. Yes, yeah, Homelander. Like yeah, so, yeah, he is Homelander. Yep. And uh, so, so Cody basically says that he decided the best way he could grieve is by beating every guy in the Indies he could get his crossroads on. Yep. Yeah. The best he way to get my dad's death is to bury everybody else. 
He said, I wanted, exactly. I wanted to go to every independent. I wanted to face every young guy. He said, I wanted to face every young guy that they had. I wanted to beat every young guy they had. At the very least, he also did and say, And connect yo, with the fans. He did say, you know, the rub goes both ways. So I'm trying to fucking make my mark and jabroni this territory. But also, this territory is trying to get somebody to go, you know, where I've been. And it looks good for them if they faced Cody Rhodes. Also, definitely makes them more money than their average show would ever make. Oh, well, I'm certain that, you know, those the, whatever NWA previews had Cody Rhodes on them probably sold better than any of the ones they're putting on now. I would probably, gone... probably the reason why NWA is still alive, Look, brother, to be honest. Had Cody come to my neck of the wood, little Indy, I'd have gone. Why not? I, Why not? I, I assure you, he no, definitely I remember, came to California. I remember. I remember this motherfucker worked a a fucking steel cage match in a high school gym and did a moonsault off the top of it for like two hundred people. <laughs> like I went to an indie show because God. Like, Axe or something was on the card. I went to a and he was indie under show. a hood. Shouts out to Antonio Thomas of the Heartthrobs giving me his ring jacket and headband and a fake dollar bill with his face on it. Yeah, so like That's I've awesome. gone to to indie shows for people that I. Didn't even necessarily like, but like, all right. Ah, I, I, know know that, I know that name. Yeah, I know. Him. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who the fuck that guy was. <laughs> but, I still, but I still have his ring jacket. True. Held on to it yep. for fucking oh, t- 12 mm-hmm. years. I've seen it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so Cody talks about that. Then he's like, Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, Austin's kind of like, Yeah, so I don't oh, really see son, that. you're getting to the Bullet Club there, son. What? And he talks fucking. He brings up Matt Cardona, which is crazy. I did not know yeah, they were best close. friend, Matt Cardonia. I didn't not, know they were close that, at all. Brother, they made like an annual tradition to always go to Disneyland. I did not know that. You and didn't I know that Matt Code. You didn't know that Matt Cardonia no. and Cody Rhodes are butt buddies. They've been doing it for like ten not. years, my guy. Bro, you you haven't seen I that? I really picture? did not. You remember that picture with fucking CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Evan Bourne, Kobe Kingston, Beth Phoenix, uh. Cody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The new title picture? Yeah, yeah I've the, seen yeah, that. Yeah, look at the workers with these titles. Yeah, bro. Fucking Cody and, and Zach were blowing each other in the back, guaranteed. Well, I did not know that. <laughs> but, but... No judgment. He said, judgment. you know, obviously, Cody doesn't like to be the bad guy, even though he fucking is the bad guy. I, th- this is where I'm going to go on to my rant, and I'm sorry. But, uh... Zach Zach slash Matt told him, hey, it's out of your comfort zone. It'll do good money. It'll be the best thing for you because you'll be out of your comfort zone. You get to have fun with your boys. And I will say, as Big Bullet Club NJPW guy at the time, uh... I fucking hated Cody. Cody I I thought Cody and Bullet Club was so lame. Cody killed Bullet Club. I well, will yeah, not I think that actually is true. No, I genuinely believe that. Like I un- until I hear otherwise from any from I don't know, Kenny or the Bucks, which I don't really I hate the Bucks, but I like I Kenny. Yeah, I don't get I don't but, give a rat's ass what the Bucks say. But the Bucks have, the Bucks were there for a long time. Or honestly, if I really wanted to hear the 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 real reason, I would talk to Gato. But I don't want to talk to Gato. Uh but fucking yeah, until I hear otherwise Cody ruined bullet Cody. club with this in feud bullshit talking about fucking i'm better than kenny omega even though i wrestled a shitter with okada and kota ibushi 
I don't know how you could do that. Famously, famously wrestled fucking shit matches against those two. Hey, and I mean, Kurt and that, wrestled a fucking stinker with AJ Styles. So, you know, everything's possible. I, I'm aware, but like... Yeah, but you know who that's on. Kota Ibushi in Wrestle Kingdom. That's just... Imagine, imagine, imagine stinking out the house at Wrestle Kingdom with Kota Ibushi. Like, sorry, yeah, and like again, deep effect. I like Cody Rhodes, but fuck, Jesus. And then, so (laughs) this pissed me off because I wish I could have gone to this show, but I was not a big enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. Before you get there, speaking of you know Cody, Uh he did say that. when he left, one person that was instrumental in him having success outside was Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens oh, yeah. told him, like, you know, this is what you'd expect to make. Some guys make a whole lot more, but, like, you're not on a loop, brother. You're going to be fucking flying from Sacramento to Jersey. To Wherever the fuck they're paying you. Louisville. Yeah, you're going everywhere and anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then he said he also connected them with the Bucks. So, you know, Kevin Owens. He did those receipted jobs. Kevin Owens is the reason that AEW exists. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's, his, that's his B. He did, bro, yeah. Do you think he knew? No. Yeah, that's, why he did, that's why he didn't uh, sign with them. It's penance. He knew. Yeah. It's like, but what's oh, it I mean, called? He's, he's a fed lifer, brother. His kid would be so. Well, his kid would be pissed if he left WWE. He'd be like, but I can't see John Cena anymore. See, well, now. See, now. See now, see now, AEW's got the fucking uh the Owen seal of approval though. Oh God, he whatever. He did name his son Owen because he's a Mark. Yeah, the posthumous seal of approval from his wife. Yeah. Who cares? Because they aren't WWE. Yep. And FTR really, really loved Bret Hart to a near dangerous degree. Uh. Yeah, it's kind of shouts scary. out to masturbatory Bret Hart tributes. Yep. Also, um, yeah. So caught at Long Beach, Max. You, you tell me how you felt about this. Uh, what the story that Austin tells? Yeah, because or... you said yeah, because you said that you wanted to be at this show. Oh, I wish I was at the show because I have not seen Okada live, and it would have been me cool to see you. Cody Cody live. So, but uh, this story is fucking hilarious. I was literally laughing at like two o'clock in the morning, like laughing my ass off. Yeah, because at... this is the Steve Austin Batman story. Yeah. yeah. So, so Cody, after working this match, goes to the parking lot in Long Beach, which is just an insane statement. Uh, and sees Steve, quote unquote, quote unquote, walking around like Steve Austin does with his big ass biceps, according to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, he said big arm Steve. Yeah, Big Arm Steve is here, you know, the goat of all goats on my yeah, Mount Rushmore yeah, the, of wrestling. The biggest box office draw in the history of the business. That's Yeah, Stone Cold and he's Steve not wrestling. wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, and he's talking with Steve, which at an NJPW show in Long Beach, California, after Cody Rhodes' Kazuchika Okada match. And he talks about how that in it's in it of itself is crazy. Yeah, Stone Cold's in the parking lot at a New Japan event. Why? Yeah. Because he, want, he wanted to go see what they were cooking. Yeah, he was saying, like, the goat is here. Why? They wanted to see what we were cooking, man. And, yeah, Cody uh, cooking. Fucking, uh, Cody's like, yeah, you know, it was a good match. I'm having a good time. He's like, yeah, you know, let me teach you how to do this, this one hole a little better, brother. You know, you really got wrenching it. 
and then apparently like the NJPW wrestling marks were like starting to swarm around. Yeah, and Cody Rhodes and Steve Austin were in the parking lot. Yeah, which is fucking bananas crazy. Just out in the and, uh, so Steve taps him on the shoulder and says, Hey, good work, kid. I'm proud of you. And then the Cody goes, Yeah, and Cody goes to look around to look for Steve, and he's gone. And he said, You were like five feet away from me at the car. I don't know where you went. You're like fucking Batman. And yeah, Steve like, just kind of shrugs and looks at him. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if you ran or if you just disappeared. Disappeared. <laughs> like, what? I don't know, man. Oh. Shit. I mean, it's Steve Austin, bro. I'm sure that affords him some some special hacks. I'm sure. He unlocked yeah. those by being Chili McFreeze and Ice McFang. I'm right. And his other And lives, then uh, the after that, they talk about the fucking Cody stroking his ego, talking about all in. Yeah, we're going to get 10,000 buys of MSG, Dave. You fucking Yeah, mark. I'm going to bet Dave Meltzer $1 I can put 10,000 asses in MSG. They showed the Dave Meltzer fucking tweet. Dude. Tweet. Yeah. yeah. He said... He said, all of my crazy tweets are when I'm on pre-workout while I'm at the gym. And I, that popped me. Won't lie. Well, it's yeah. pretty hilarious. Yeah, I heard that. You're hopped up on bullshit, so you start talking stupid. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, talks about All In. I have my opinions. Uh, decent show. Fuck Nick Aldis. That match sucked dick. I don't care well, what Cody says. He has says. his own opinions. He said, well, goddamn, pal, I thought... You know, AEW is going to be like this. Just the boys getting together, booking a card, booking a show every night up and down the road. No. No, that's not what it's like at no. all. And that he said it was one good night at the office. Yeah, and all in was just one right. good night at the office. And then uh, talk, that's when they start talking about the, the genesis and creation of AEW and whatever. And then I wrote, yeah. <laughs> here's what I have to say. So I, <laughs> so I wrote, <laughs> I wrote... <laughs> Yeah. I, I wrote here. Yeah. It's pretty uh, funny. He's he's reading this verbatim. I can see his notes. AEW was poopy and smelly. Fuck AEW. All my homies hate AEW. And then he said he thinks he got buried towards the end of his run in okay. AEW. All right. Yeah, he said All he right. want to be the gatekeeper. Cody Rhodes said, I don't want to be the gatekeeper. I don't want to be the guy that, that I don't want to be Dolph Ziggler. I don't want to be Ty Dillinger. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. All right. All right. I know All right. Ty All Dillinger, right. and that guy's a bitch. I, I know I just talked about the whole NJPW thing. This is where my rant comes in. I hated AEW Cody. Like, uh, yeah, a everybody. lot. Yeah, dude fucking hit the cock collar I, on, a, on a fucking black man so, in February. Th- All right, so I didn't watch. I am not an AEW fan. I tried watching yeah. some shows. just was not for me. You know, yeah. I, I gave it the old college try. Wasn't my mm-hmm. thing. I, mm-hmm. I'm willing to say that. But I know, you know, I, I am a wrestling fan, so I keep up with wrestling, unfortunately. unfortunately. And uh-huh. I know that there was a solid six months where everybody loved Cody. You know, he yes, was the, the first thing. Yeah, the first he, was, he was the perennial baby face. He had his shit he going down with MJF and Dustin, and he had everything going on. And then he could no longer challenge for the world championship. So then He literally booked became... himself into a shoot. Himself. Yeah, so then all of his future victories become essentially meaningless because they can't truly build towards what matters most. They they literally had to give him the secondary title just to give him something. And here here's my issue, right? I have no problem with Cody getting booked like that if he would have just beaten Jericho for the first time like he should have. Uh I hate I I can respect his 
like his thing where he thinks he's John Cena and he doesn't care if the crowd boos him, even though he's yeah, he wants sometimes... a brother. I get that, and I agree with that from a business perspective. But his stuff in AEW, especially after Brody died, was just very, very. Oh, I'm return of Superman, he, bro. It's weird because you know he said like he didn't want to like you know be seen as Dusty in the sense that you know Dusty booked himself as the champion, but that's because Dusty was the, the most over, most the over guy territory. Yeah, he was the most over babyface, and Flair was the most over heel. It just made sense. Made bro. sense. Cody was not. At the time when he was doing all this shit for himself and doing all this shit no. to hurt himself, well, I guess when he's doing it to hurt himself, he was the most over baby face. But once he and I mean destroyed his momentum, he definitely wasn't. Mm-hmm. I I had no problem with him personally being the guy that Malachi faced at first. That feud so, went too long. But... As an outsider, the real moment, the real big shift of everybody um, getting on their dinghies and jumping board from Cody Island was uh, when he dropped the strap to record whatever the fuck. The Go Big Show. Oh, yeah. And then came back and got it back and got the strap back, and everybody knew. Yeah, he dropped the TNT title to Brody Lee, got taken out. Got squashed by him. Came back for a fucking dog collar match and beat him in the last match Brody Lee ever wrestled. The the Anthony Ogogo shit was just, you know, bad tone depthness. Icing on the cake. At that point, people were soured on him. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. And, like, I just... It all comes back to he should have never... If you literally, I can almost say, he should have done the run. He, if he, he would have never the done the world title shit, he would have. Yeah. He'd probably still be in AEW, and he'd probably still be champion. Which, whatever. He but he like, he could have gotten the run that Mox got. Just push the Mox run back, and then, then he can do the stipulation when he can't be the when he's back again. on the climb. Yeah, I, I can't be the fucking champion again. Yeah. But he's already yeah. done it. Yeah, so then you can just... At least and at that did... point, then you've done it. So then you've there isn't this, like... Yeah. Because like I said, like, when you can't wrestle for the world title... It's an incomplete story. Yeah, it's a, it's a story yeah. you're not allowed to tell anymore. Yeah. It's, it's the ultimate story in professional wrestling. Yeah, and the world title. Couldn't tell it. Yeah. Yep. And see, as soon as he came to WWE to tell the ultimate story, he got over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's kind of how wrestling yes, works. Yes, sir. But, uh... Cody basically claimed here as we close up the the podcast the the, the, podcast. the podcast review here I guess uh, yeah Cody claimed, Cody claimed that the most important the paramount reason why he left AEW was hanging right over his shoulder was because he wanted to win the WWE championship and the and specific one he needs that was the winged eagle yeah I he needs specifically it. winged eagle yeah and I agree. Well, Hunter I is redoing agree. all of the titles, so maybe we're just going to have the Winged Eagle come back. Oh, God. Just give me Winged Eagle with the new no, logo. Hunter, it's definitely going to be the fucking Big Eagle. The Big Cookie? Yeah. <laughs> the Big Cookie belt? <laughs> I uh, like see, the what cookie. what we're going to so do is we're going to replace it. the Universal title. We're going to bring Big Gold back once again. We're bringing it back. You're damn right. I'm not the biggest That's fan what I would of the, do. Uh, the Big Eagle belt. I mean, it's not awful. I just... Big cookie, like <laughs> big cookie. I love the big cookie. Yeah, title. but wait, what about the uh, the winged eagle universal belt? Uh, I mean, what you if you just do the winged eagle in name? Sure. 
What if you just do the big cookie and the winged eagle, which is basically what like the second the version cookie? of it was? Yeah, the wing the winged cookie, and that's... then you bring back the actual like Ric Flair blinged out big Yeah, the proper big goal mean... that's fucking yeah. the, wing, the winged cookie is essentially just the undisputed championship. Well, I mean, if you're then just bring me, that back too. Back, I mean, if you're asking me, you're bringing back the undisputed title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. That's I agree. The best belt. I also agree. But that, but that would only, for me, that would only be in the case where we're only having one world champion because you can't have an undisputed champion and another world champion. That just that doesn't work. You know. Yeah. Slight tangent. I genuinely believe that once he gets all his ducks in a row, that Triple H can make the brand split work. We'll see. I We just got to get. I'm there. fairly certain. I read from you know reliable sources that we're not seeing a draft until after after Mania. Yeah. Which basically yeah. means that the WWE product isn't even properly Triple H's until after WrestleMania. That's why I said. Yeah. Once he gets which ducks is, in a row. So here's my here's the one thing I'm gonna say, and you can call this WWE dick writing if you want, but I don't. I'm already getting sick of people saying. The product has not changed. All he's done is bring people back. You've given it a month. The product's didn't, already didn't better. They have, did they have like fucking three 15 minute long matches on Raw last week? Yes. Yeah, that's a clear. Change. It's all also better. Doing like like week to week storytelling with the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Yes. Shit. Mm -hmm. like, like, brother, I get it. You want to see like. Was the women's tag title thing bad? Yes, but also those titles should have never been back in the first place. I don't care. We've, well, I mean, if you want to, to hear fair, about that, go to, listen to, to our fucking fair, WrestleMania to be, review. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, with the women's title thing, there's way more money in the chase of Sasha Naomi. Than, Agreed. Than whomever the fuck. Yeah. So when because, they yeah so when they come back and claim the titles at Survivor Series or whatever the fuck. Because you know, I mean, whatever. you know, as much as a person makes the belt, a belt does make a person as well. So if Raquel and what Aaliyah can yeah. raise their stock a bit before dropping the strap to dropping the straps to Naomi and Sasha, well, damn! Now we got some more star power in the division. Crazy. Yeah, and like, I get it. You can be upset with the decision, but like, I remember specifically Jeff Jarrett got released and got replaced with Road Dogg. Say what you will God, about please, Road Tony Khan. I am. Be I've been begging you for months on Twitter, Tony Khan. Please hire me. Um, I could do so much for your product. I hate the way you book your show. If please I hire will, me, I will promise on this podcast. If Jeff Jarrett goes to AEW, I will not watch AEW he until he's gone. No, because you know what Jeff Jarrett's doing? Everything else. He's going to do these goddamn one-off Conrad promotion gimmicks with Ric Flair. I mean, the next one's gonna be gonna was it Pedro Morales or not Pedro Morales? Uh, I want I want Jeff Carlos Jerry. Colon or whatever the fuck. I want Jeff oh Jarrett God. to just beat Effie again. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Want Effie to get his win back. Yeah, beat that. Guy I don't. Again. Whoa, whoa, be whoa. nice to Effie. <laughs> That's what I you're like saying. Effie. That's not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Why do you want him to beat I Effie like again? No, because Jeff Jarrett has the ultimate stroke. Oh my God. And what he does have big league stroke. What better story than yet? Yeah, Jeff Jarrett just never gets his loss. He just always wins. Who cares? Because of the stroke. Who cares? The, yeah, I don't care about Effie being gay. Who cares about that? Jeff Jarrett is the ultimate heel. He'll never lose. That's the story. So just, you know. Ultimate heel will never time, lose. It'll be like, uh, God, well, who was it? So what? ECW? Are you just saying it's it's his it world, like, Marquise? Was it, was it Tommy Dreamer and someone else? Tommy Dreamer and Raven. 
that Dreamer could just never get the yeah, goddamn yeah, yeah. win. Yeah, so Dreamer could just never time, beat yeah. Every time Effie and Jeff Jarrett face off one another, Effie just can't win. But tell me that Jeff Jarrett is Raven. That explains a lot. Yeah. That explains. So what you're telling much. me is, is that I'm going to see Jeff Jarrett sitting in a stairwell talking about how he's a human cancer. I'm also telling you that uh, fucking Effie wants to kill Brett Lauderdale at the next GCW Spring Break event or whatever. He wants to kill him and then I'm like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I yeah. would too. Yeah, he's going to shoot him in the face at commentary and then get in the ring and kill himself. Yeah. In front of all, like, I don't know how many people watch GCW, bro. 1,500. Uh, Two people. That Me and product, my friend Mark. That product went Mark way into the ground. No, but you are my friend Mark. Yeah. That product uh, went way into the ground real fucking quick. I don't even care that John Moxley's there. I don't care. Oh, is he? Damn. The wrestling. He's the GCW champion. He's fucking oh, facing. Is he? Still? He's, That's crazy. He's, fa- he's going to face. Uh, what is that goddamn motherfucker's name? Nick Gage or whatever? Nicholas uh, Cage? Oh, yeah, cool. in a uh, career okay. versus title match. MGK? It's going to have a match with Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> there's, a, there's a hardcore fan right now that heard you say that. And they're, they're so mad. Off. Dude, they're oh, yeah. air right now. Yeah. You know what? Keep punching, buddy. No, no, you know what they're going to do? They're, they're going to go grab their light tubes and they're going to they're gonna put a... They're gonna take spray paint right uh taking liberties pro wrestling podcast on and smash it. Speaking of, did you see that motherfucker that always throws himself in oh, shit? Superhuman. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. Human. I saw that guy years ago. Can't believe he's still doing that shit. He threw himself into a pool of barbed wire and light tubes. Box yeah, I remember when that guy went viral like the first three times. I don't care. Yeah, guy's actually a terrible person. Don't give him any more airtime. Anyway, yeah, he's pretty awful. Anyways. That- was the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin and his guest, Cody Runnels. Mm-hmm. And by God, that was, a, that was a good-ass interview. I enjoyed it. I, uh, towards the end of it, I completely gave up on taking proper notes because I was just sitting here enjoying it. Yeah. And I... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, I would yeah, say I mean, go watch it. it. Good if you shit. can find it, go watch it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you're lucky, These are if, always you go, if you go on the Fed's YouTube channel, I'm sure you can find the clip of... Uh, Cody Rhodes having Steve Austin play The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild yep. on his big TV. <laughs> or and you, can, going, <laughs> hear him talk about, you can also hear him talk about Our Lady Peace, his favorite band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cody's favorite <laughs> band is Our Lady Peace. <laughs> that was the... <laughs> that clip was all over Twitter for at least a week. That was the clip was that crazy. got me to listen to the pod the first time. Oh, I That's bet. Crazy. I, mean, I don't even think I was going to, and then I heard that. I was like, I gotta, I gotta check this. I out. really wish he would have like talked about it more. I know why he couldn't, but that that shit is just incredible. <sighs> yeah, if I asked Cody Rhodes to name five songs by Our Lady Peace, I don't think he could. Probably not. <laughs> he probably was just like, "Hey guys, this will get really good ad if you, revenue." If you, for you told me, if you told me that Our Lady Peace only ever released whatever, I'd believe you. Mara. Damn right. (laughs) And that's how we're going to end this episode. Uh, Be sure to check us boys out at TLPROSPOD on Twitter. Give us a follow. Click the linked tweet link if you want to join the Discord server to hang out with the boys. Maybe one day we'll consider taking more uh, 
request for reviews. I mean, this was in spirit one, I guess. Yeah. If you want to give us your money, be sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TLPRS pod. Big thank you to our $10 patron, Aiden. We highly appreciate you. Be sure to leave us reviews on all the podcast platforms, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We highly appreciate those five-star reviews, please. And thank you. And, uh... Yeah, we're on all the co- we're on, bro. We're on every podcast platform you can think of. Once again, yeah. the challenge, the gauntlet has been laid out. Find a platform yep. we're not on. You couldn't. Uh, big shouts to y'all on uh, down overcast, whatever the fuck that shit is called. Downcast. Who cares? One of them. One of them. Big shouts out to you. Yeah. And all y'all motherfuckers listening, especially y'all on. A teal approved method of listening to this podcast. Big thank you from your boys, Andrew, Marquise, and Max. This has been the 77th episode of the Taking Lose Wrestling Podcast. We gave y'all over seven, two hours seven, seven. of listening content this week. Hope it makes You're up welcome. for last week's personally one of my least favorite episodes, but some of y'all liked it. So yeah. we highly mm-hmm. appreciate the positive feedback, guys. We love you. Stay safe. Take care. And we'll check y'all next week for episode number 78. Bring out the dancing lobsters. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>